No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. So discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode 184, part two, because this did not go so well last night. I think we lost Vince again, but I've got from oh, Young Kings He's Wrestling, two thirds of Young Kings Wrestling, the Thespian TC, Mr. Rick Flair, the Nature Boy, the Nature Boy. Rick Flair. And uh, Vince is probably going to try and pop in here. Uh, I guess there's something going on with his internet. We just started recording, and this is already the second time he's dropped out uh, since we got on the call. So that's why I'm glad you guys are here to help me out, because who knows if he's going to make it or not. He's scared, man. He 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 ready for that pressure. He know we're going to talk about that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre from Monday. He know he's about to get on him. And so he just scared, and he unplugged his internet. I know the tricks. That men yeah. talk. It did. It Got did seem like he was weaseling out oh, earlier. He oh, oh, he's back. Cool. Uh, I'm having internet issues. Okay. We, yeah, we, we got that. Um, we didn't say anything about you dropping out either. So. You know what it is. You know what it is. He unplugging his Wi-Fi. <laughs> How the fuck would I do that? He don't. He don't want to talk. He, he don't want to talk <laughs> about that. Shaman versus Drew McIntyre. That hey. was fire. <laughs> hey, I, I was just gonna throw it at him. When we get to talking about raw, but uh-huh. you know, we'll do that. We'll do that with that curveball. That that one mid at best, that one mid at best comment spiraled into this giant snowball, and I kind of like leaned into the skid just for shits and giggles. And now y'all won't let me have it. I didn't say Seamus sucks. I just said I don't look forward to you his said he matches. Made. And then I said, then just for content purposes. I decided to do my best Stephen A and just drum up some controversy and just say he mid at best. Get some compliments. You you turned heel, bro. That 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 was all it was from you. You turned heel. Well, before we <laughs> yeah. get into Seamus and Drew, we want to shout out Mr. TC Fontaine, the thespian, who is booked. Uh, I got that exclusive last night. He got booked. Play it, play it. He's got something for all of you guys to look forward to uh coming out soon that you guys can check out so we are very proud to have him here and announce that here on the podcast now it's now i'm not so sure this might come out before theirs does we'll see so you might hear first here you might hear first there but definitely look forward to that also tc you and vince and reek uh i'll got those beautiful shirts on that i i didn't know we were all dressing up together for um why don't you tell them where they can get those shirts and a little bit about that fun you uh put together um if if when y'all edit this can because i don't the way i explained it yesterday i don't know if i can capture that again that was just straight from the heart <laughs> so uh, i don't know but uh if you want to get the shirt 
I don't know if they're gonna play the clip, but it, it was it was a great explanation about everything. But shirts are available. We got these classic styles. Vince is gone again. We got these classic styles right here. Uh, shirts. We got tanks. We got hoodies. We got onesies. We got toddler t-shirts. Uh, women. I think they got women's like style t-shirts, like slim fit. Uh, yeah, regular. Classic style breast cancer awareness pink at ykwrestling.com. Hit that link on the link tree that says what a maneuver. They uh they get it to you pretty fast, man. I'm telling you. Yep. And all that money goes into a fund. And you distribute that money to organizations that will actually do something with the money, not the Black Lives Matter movement, who spends more time, as you said yesterday. Yeah, I was gonna say, as you said yesterday, spend more time making twerking videos on and make twerk videos in front of the MLK statue. It's actual actual thing that happened, ladies and gentlemen. Hit they hit hit up their YouTube, uh, not YouTube, hit up their Instagram, and you'll see it on there from about mid January. You'll see twerking on the MLK statue, bro. So that's not where so, the money's going. The money nah, is going. We going. We giving it directly to people. So if you might not know. You know where to send it to or if you want to get this shirt and just know your money is going somewhere benefiting the cause and you get the rock nice little design that you know i created where vince at hey what's up vince uh, you want to rock just like if that happens again just like reset the whole router and wait i am on my phone's hotspot now that's how committed i am to this show i'm not ducking out i hope you don't got t-mobile i i have metro pcs is that same thing it's the same thing it's the same yeah 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 but as before vince came back and interrupted as tc was saying that money is going to get sent to go and put in the hands of people that need it and the money is going to be used properly so please go support them go get that shirt show your support and know that your money is going somewhere good because you know some people might not know where to where to send it to directly Mm -hmm. and so I'm, i'm doing that work on my end I, i'm seeing this i'm on social media like damn near all day i work from home you know what i'm saying i go to i go to i go to like one class a, a week you know what i'm saying so i'm 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 always just having time to just kind of be on social media so i see these things and so i see a gofundme and if we got money in the fund only way to have money in the fund if you buy the shirt though so i think vince has put more money in that fund than anyone else vince has bought like four hoodies two t-shirts oh yeah Froze up again. He froze again. Get his hoodie back. The Metro PCS ain't doing. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. there he is. Oh, he back. I heard he got. He got his hoodie back. He got his hoodie back. Yes, oh, I got yeah. my hoodie back. Yeah. I finally got it back. Oh, it cost shit. me my. It cost me my Nike hoodie, but I got it back. <laughs> All right, we're gonna roll into news and rumors. I got a little something special yes. because Mr. Reek Havoc loves to hit us up and keep us surprised of the latest news and rumors. So, well, you're the on Reeks the show. Team. When you're on the show, we're gonna dedicate a little segment to you. Mr. Reek Havoc, where you bring us the news. Uh, we're going to call it the evening news. Oh. Yeah, chameleon there on here. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like that. So what All you got? Right, so I got actually uh, a couple things. I, I fully expected so, Paul Wall to play a chameleon there. So. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I'm digging it. Uh, All right. So I got a couple things here. First and foremost, uh, Everyone that was concerned about NXT's involvement in WrestleMania because of a lack of a takeover, something like that. Uh, 
you don't have to worry. There apparently will be a takeover event scheduled for April 8th. And they recently Thursday. filed. Yeah. They recently filed for a patent. And the term is NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. That's most likely going to be the name of the show right now. Wait, say so, that again? What was uh, it called? NXT, NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. Sounds a little uh, hokey, but you know, listen. If we get to take over WrestleMania weekend, I'm happy. So yeah. that 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 that's good. Now, uh, today, since the rumor mill's been going around about who may show up tomorrow night at Revolution, uh, as of officially as of today, uh, Christian is a free agent. Some uh, talks with WWE fell through. Uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't go the way they were planning to. Uh, Thought he was going to be sticking around, but I guess they couldn't work it out. So he's officially a free agent after today. And also saw Kurt Angle drop a little video about teasing an in-ring return. So who shows up tomorrow is anybody's guess. But you can throw his hat in the ring now, so he's officially in there. So my my Boy, hold on. if Kurt Angle show up tomorrow, I'm never watching this program. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. This is that's that's the that's the last straw. When it comes to the hypocrisy with me, that's it. That's fair. I, I, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, he said Hall of Fame worthy talent, which made me think that they're not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So my first two thoughts were Christian and Carlito because both guys made the return at the Royal Rumble, had a good showing, and did not get picked up by WWE. So, and they said it was someone that you wouldn't think and someone that Tony Khan looked up to. Now, maybe not so much Christian. Carlito but definitely Christian. We know Tony Khan was a big ECW fan and that hardcore wrestling style. You got those TLC matches with the Dudleys. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Christian. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, that's. I would lean toward that at this point, unless it's just someone outside the WWE's picture here. Uh, uh, so I got, I got three choices, man. Okada? <laughs> no. That's because I've been I've been hearing rumblings about Okada before they even announced Paul White. So uh Okada, uh since you know, since we're hearing this about Christian, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on that one. And my third one is is Paul White himself. I, I think he's just trolling and he's just saying, like, <laughs> I'm here and I'm about to I'm about to wreck shit here in AEW. That's gonna be his first heel turn. Uh, oh, no. I, th I think it should be Christian. I, me personally, as a big Christian fan, I would love to see him return to the ring. Consider, and be but before he goes to AEW, I want him to get his IC title match against Big E. That was my dream Big E match for WrestleMania is to have that match because when he retired, I think I mentioned it on the show when he retired, he was supposed to get a number one contender shot against Big E, who was the IC champion at the time. Never fucking got it. Why not build to that? It was supposed to happen on main event. It was. They just, I feel like for whatever reason, they don't see value in Christian as a singles wrestler. If they did, they haven't really shown it. I mean, even with his run and his comeback and his world heavyweight title runs and everything, he's never gotten the attention that Edge got out of that. Uh, he had to go to TNA and really build himself to come back and even get that little run. So that's why I don't think, I think that's why they signed him. They don't see in Christian for whatever reason, what they see in Edge. Edge came back. They signed him. He's healthy. Christian comes back, does a Royal Rumble. They let that slide. Now he's a free agent, so 
I just want people to stop lying about Christian being better than Edge. That, that never was the case. At any point. A lot of people say that. I see it all the time. I, I like Christian more than Edge, but I can't sit here and say he, he's better than Edge. You Edge can like him more than that, but just you know, be be honest and say you know Edge Edge had a, obviously had a better career. I think Edge, yeah. you know, as a worker, as a as a character, was better as yeah. well. Uh, in not ring to say wise, Christian was bad, but in ring wise, I think they're about even. They're they're about the same in the ring. Yeah, they're about even in ring. What else you got, Reek? Vince McMahon didn't like his face. That's bad. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I brought this up last night, and I got more on it tonight. So, Ooh. the leg slapping. Uh, apparently, that is becoming an, a, a thing that is getting phased out. And, you know, the story that, of course, got circulated by fucking David uh, is that there's potential fines and stuff like that about it. Now, today, the story came out that Last night at SmackDown, there was actually a sign right outside of the gorilla position that specifically said, do not slap leg when kicking. And that, that's like the, the, the instructions for the roster every time, you know, one of the guys goes out there. So I, I don't know why this is becoming a thing. I don't know why they're, they're talking about doing this, but it, it seems like they really don't want people slapping the legs anymore. I don't know. What, what it is, what, what started that. I mean, it, it when they're in the Thunderdome right now, I don't know who gives a damn, but that's, uh, that's I don't know. Movie. Maybe because you're in the Thunderdome, it's a little bit more noticeable. Well, you hear everything because I yeah. mean, they, it, it's piped in noise because at the end of the day, they're in an empty arena. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't no, be opposed to them cutting that down, cutting that down, to be honest. Yeah. It's not a big deal. If it uh, cut down on the amount of super kicks, I'm with it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's oversaturated at this point. Okay, and last thing. Uh, Vince McMahon, obviously, uh, most recently, was upset that WrestleMania plans got leaked recently. Uh, I don't know how he didn't realize this has been going on for years, but... Uh, he uh, scrapped some original plans and trying to make the show a bit bigger. But we have a sketched out preliminary card so far right now. Uh, obviously, top of the chart here, we got Lashley, the champ, the new champ, defending against Drew McIntyre. Uh, Universal title is going to be Reigns versus Edge. Obviously, SmackDown Women's Championship is uh, Bianca versus Sasha. The Raw Women's title is Oscar versus Charlotte. Big E defending the IC championship against Apollo Crews, the new and improved. Uh, Which is the whole reason I brought TC on tonight. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got the women's tag titles, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, defending against Naomi and Lana. Uh, the Dirty Dogs, Bobby Roode and Dolph Rudolph. This is the Mysterios, right? Dirty dogs. When did they start calling themselves the dirty dogs? Yeah, I think it happened that for a while. I think it happened when they first won the tag titles. Well, once they got matching gear, that, that's when yeah, they got yeah, gear. yeah. That's when they started. Mm. It's just commentary yeah. never addressed them as dirty dogs. They always for a good reason. I mean, dirty dogs, Rudolph. It's all good to me. Rudolph is so fire. Mm-hmm. 
They are they're penciled in to face the Street Profits in that rematch. And this is a new one. Uh, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle's favorite wrestler, defending the U.S. Championship against Mustafa Ali. And I like that one. No. I need Kofi. I need Kofi. In I need match. Charlotte. I need Charlotte versus Matt Riddle for that U.S. title. That's what I want. Give it to me. Get her out of that women's division. She ain't got nothing else to prove there. Nothing else to do there. She's just fucking shit up. I don't think. Let her go beat that. I think man. we're ever in that. Matt. I would love to see that, Matt, but I don't think we're ever gonna see that. Like, consider like what we saw with China. I don't think we're gonna see. I think the most we'll get is her entering the men's rumble, like Nia did. But if there's anyone on the current roster right now that can play that Chris Jericho versus China role, it is Matt Riddle. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and well, so. since you mentioned that, that was because uh, we talked about that. Um, obviously, you know, with Lacey out because of her real pregnancy, that wasn't actually just storyline. The plan was to have Lacey go over at Elimination Chamber, win the Raw Women's Title, and she was supposed to face Charlotte at Mania for that championship. So, you know, as the student said on the show before, once again. Babies have played a role in a storyline being strapped and babies. That guy's yeah. and babies. <laughs> Boob jobs oh, and yeah. babies. <laughs> Saving WrestleMania because that was not a match I was looking forward to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate the story as much as like everyone else seemed to hate it because that kind of storytelling, that kind of shit happening, but mixing in actual wins wrestling was cool for me to see because that's the stuff I grew up on and with the men and the women, you know, like. That was just normal wrestling storytelling for me. So it was a throwback to that. But instead of getting bra and panties matches and HLA and people making out in hotel rooms, we were actually going to get Charlotte whooping Lacey's ass. Like, I was cool with that. So I didn't hate it as much as everyone and else. Then maybe she'd go with Andrade, and then you'd get all the hotel room scenes you'd want. Yeah, So, but I was not about that as a WrestleMania match. Like That does not. No. No. No, not that. I, I, don't, I don't know how green she may still be. <laughs> and after like the after the cringy matches I saw with, with you know Becky where she was like literally walking her through the entire match, I'm like, don't put her in there with Charlotte. Don't do that. You guys, media. Before before we move on, you guys want to talk about Soldier Boy real quick or Yo. Oh I how is that not on news? I bro I, I fucking was doing my laundry watching Randy Orton and Soldier Boy pop off left and right with each other. Like I don't know why I found this shit so hilarious. It was just the best thing at like what, like three First of all, to watch. People gotta stop fucking with Randy Orton during scary hours. Like, <laughs> it is not safe to tweet anything in that man's direction between the hours of two a.m. all the way through to about four or five. Leave that man alone. Don't talk about wrestling. Don't talk about him. Just shut the fuck up. And and let me interject real quick because it wasn't even that. It was it was a soldier boy tweet. Soldier boy tweet he said rap game faker than WWE. Dijakovic. That was posted three days before <laughs> all this happened. So T Bar uh, or my guy Dijak Dijakovic commented on it. And then Randy Orton commented on that one. And then they started going back and forth. So Randy Orton came at Soldier first, but it's just the fact that he just happened to see this tweet at four in the morning on the East Coast. 
So <laughs> I guess my biggest question is why the fuck is that? That's like Randy Orton scary. Like why is he always like the most active at that time? Is it like po- uh, like post coitus and he you know he's on the phone? You know, like he's already like stuck it to his girl, so now he's on the phone just dicking around. My my assumption. I mean, they is... get off of work at like eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Right. You probably don't get home till about around after midnight. Mm-hmm. Which leaves yeah. you know a couple hours for him to just kind of do whatever. He just you know he's just up. He might be playing video games. You know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Wrestlers get drunk after after events all the time. So he listed all of his favorite rappers. You know. Yeah. Had them all there. So my guess is he got off work, had a couple drinks, put on a little some little Wayne, maybe some Jay-Z, hopped on some Call of Duty, said some things he probably shouldn't have said that TC didn't hear, so they didn't happen. Oh no, I'll be hearing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, conveniently. And then Soldier Boy, who's um, not, um, not um, in no, his playlist, popped about. up and he's like, oh no, fuck this. But uh how the fuck is it in 2021 we are talking about Bow Wow and Soldier Boy more than we have in the last decade I don't understand that I was just I was bothered I mean, by Bow Wow code though I was just bothered by the fact that everyone kept okay. calling Soldier Boy a one hit wonder when you know you no Soldier like, Boy got plenty of hits this I was is, like you act like kiss also, me through the phone wasn't a thing like that was my shit yeah turn my swag on yeah come on yeah now. also yeah. too Bow Wow and Soldier Boy they had Marco Polo mm-hmm. together and it was a decent try to have into my fucking like uh, playlist I forgot all about that shit yeah so. that definitely was on there though yeah Gucci Bandana Gucci. y'all remember that one yeah. So my question is for the three of you, I'm, I'm going to let the three of you guys debate. Do we want to start with what I think was the biggest thing in wrestling, which happened on Raw, or do we want to end with Raw? Let's end with Ooh. Raw. I say let's start with SmackDown, because unfortunately... You I didn't was, see SmackDown? I didn't finish SmackDown. Okay. I, I watched the first half hour. I literally got to the start. I'm, I'm going to be on my platform for SmackDown, too. Don't worry. I know right. you are. That's why I'm, I'm stoked for that. So you guys good with starting with SmackDown? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So Daniel Bryan comes out and says, listen, nobody asked me if I wanted to have this match. You guys just made this match and said, oh, he's a good guy. He'll go do it. He does whatever we ask. I don't want that match. I want a singles match for the world title, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen. I don't want that tag match. You didn't ask me for it. Roman comes out, says a bunch of shit about Daniel, and then Jay Uso who has fallen so far from the guy who was main eventing against Roman Reigns for the WWE title, again, puts his foot in his mouth, steps in where he does not belong, says that they don't need to worry about the title because tonight in their cage match, he's going to get beat and then tries to go for a cheap shot, which Daniel then counters and makes him look like an idiot. Poor Jey Uso. Man, man. I, I, I like this fire from DB. Like, I, I appreciate it. He's really kind of creating that little suspense about, you know, whether or not we'll get a triple threat at Mania, which I won't be mad about, honestly. I, I honestly, I prefer it. Yeah, I, I think I think one-on-one is one just on you. One, but that's me. Yeah, I mean, one-on-one, I don't think the story is really there, which the, the, two, the two main championships on SmackDown, I, I don't think they're doing – that great of a job building up those matches that Mania. No, they're not. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not a 
I'm not against Edge winning the Rumble because why not? It was it was cool, especially what he's done with it. Yeah. What I've always been saying before Edge even showed up at the Rumble is it should have been Daniel Bryan. This is the story you build. Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble, goes on against Roman Reigns. Look at that promo we got tonight. That right there got me thinking, why the fuck is Edge just cock blocking this match? Like, yeah. I just want to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because you know that's going to slap. That's gonna I think that's going to be part of the story, too. Like, you look at, at Daniel Bryan, he's just – Edge is continually getting in the way of what he wants, and he, we we might see that that late 2018 Daniel Bryan come out again, possibly. I, I can sense it. And I wouldn't be mad if he won the belt off of Roman. And I like how the gimmick is just basically I'm the best wrestler on the planet. I should be – what right. I should be getting what I deserve now. He's kind of like basically saying like, like, no, I should be the champion. I want to be the champion instead of just settling for less. Like I, 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 I did, I did my time being a company man for the last seven, eight months. I, I'm ready to get back to to compete. I, I love it. I love it. I'm not with you on the uh, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns as a WrestleMania match because that's a match we could get at any pay per view. Like you yeah. can see that at any pay per view. That doesn't. That right there doesn't like. Oh my God, that's a WrestleMania main event. Whereas Edge coming back, you get like if Keith Lee had won, which we all wanted, it's his rise. Like that to me, that's WrestleMania Royal Rumble worthy main event. I can see Edge Uh versus Roman Reigns at Backlash or SummerSlam. I could also see them booking that at one of the big fours. Or, I mean, they threw John Cena versus Roman Reigns at what? Like No Mercy. No Mercy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they'll freaking do it like no nothing against edge i just don't see edge and roman as a mania match i'm interested in it i want to see it it just doesn't feel like a big time mania match that i want to see keith lee for versus roman reigns daniel bryan versus roman reigns those feel to me like wrestlemania main event worthy matches i do have hope that keith lee when he makes his return comes back for the man that we will be talking about later who did some great things this week that Mm -hmm. did take him out of action that would be fantastic but uh we have more of this Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn reluctant partnership where Corbin does not want to be Sami's partner. Corbin ends up defeating Montez Ford with Sami's help and then leaves. Dawkins beats Sami and then Sami like loses his shit and starts questioning his documentary camera crew. He's like, who the hell are you? Who hired this guy? I didn't hire this guy. And he like knocks out one of his fucking. Wasn't, wasn't the guy he knocked out Blake Christian? Yeah, uh, that I don't know. Yep, I think so. So. Yeah, it was Blake Christian. Normally, I go for the whole paranoia thing. I'm just uh, this one ain't cutting it. It's not doing it for me. Sammy's in is stale. He, we need yeah. to figure something. I think he needs to go baby. They, they, they need to, they need to, they need to go to the next chapter and whatever they're doing with him right now because we've been doing this documentary thing for like five weeks now. Yeah, all Pay right. It off or we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta go to the next the what's what's next in this story because it's very interesting it's just you dragging out this part by so i mean he's been doing the he's been doing the conspiracy thing since like the summer oh i'm the real intercontinental champion there's a conspiracy Mm -hmm. out against me and then he loses it and still on this like bro you lost the belt in december it's march now let it go and all he's been doing is taking l's so yeah that too not doing much more uh the man who is single-handedly ruining the women's WrestleMania main event for the SmackDown <laughs> Women's title gets fired by Carmella. 
because she said he's a snake and fuck that shit and just disrespected him, slapped the wine out of his hand backstage. And uh, even though he's fired, he's, he's still fucking here. Like, he's still causing problems. We get a tag match later on in the night. It is, uh, or, I'm sorry, it was not a tag match. It was a singles match. It was Shayna versus Bianca. Reggie comes down. You got Sasha and Nia ringside, and he is just in business that he doesn't need to be in. He gets Sasha knocked down by Nia. Bianca ends up getting the win. It was actually a good match. Um, I kind of wish they'd give him a little more time and we didn't have all the Reggie fuckery going on. But this then led to Bianca telling Sasha, hey, like, you got to do something about this guy. Like, he's not helping. He's a problem. Get rid of him. Sasha slaps him. He goes backstage, tries to make up. Sasha's not having it, slams the door in his face. And then Naya and Shayna are debating whether they want to fuck him or fight him. Naya wants to fuck him. Shayna wants to fight him. And it, he went from Shayna about to get the strap. Well, <laughs> to be to be fair, I don't believe that Shayna swings that way. And maybe that's where the uh, the uh, the disagreements coming from. From what I know, Shayna prefers Dakota Kai. Is the rumor yeah. I'm hearing? Yeah, so that's what if, I heard too. So maybe, uh, maybe that's a very see, now that would have been a very interesting story to tell for those women tag team titles. And, and see, that's and that's exactly why they should have won. They should have won the tournament, and but they just didn't play up uh, play up that story. Let's talk about that. Oh, well, we will we, we, we will talk about that. Um, I feel I feel for Reggie though. Like you went from being you know, a disloyal, a disloyal side nigga to being an unemployed disloyal side nigga. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not going well for you, bro. It's really oh bad. man, Dominic, like, they, they they need to figure something else out with this this Reginald stuff, man. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dominic defeats Chad Gable. Big whoop. Uh, Roman warns Jay not to embarrass the family, even though Real he quick. continuously embarrasses the family. I don't know if we're gonna talk about this, but just to to touch on that uh, Dominic and Chad Gable match, uh, Ray Mysterio and Dominic were on talking smack, and Ray cut a very very good promo. Like Ray Mysterio, not known for cutting promos at all. I think the older he's gotten, he's gotten way better. That that Lucha Underground did him some good. Mm-hmm. But he, he cut a really just impassioned promo on how he has been been guiding his son. You know, he 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 took our award personally. So he said, <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been guiding my son the right way through this business. Whereas Chad Gable gets Otis to and just recruits Otis to do his dirty work for him under the guise of improvement. And he took, you know, he taking it personally. And it was some great passion from Ray. And I don't know if they ever going to reflect on it, but it would watching that on Talking Smack made me actually care about this now. So I care. I gotta go back and watch. I I, I should watch it because I didn't care. Yeah, the only too. the only Ray Dominic thing I care about is when Ray gives his daddy a piggyback ride. <laughs> That's the only thing they've got me on. Um, like I said, Roman warns Jay not to embarrass the family because he has consistently just been embarrassing the family week after week saying he's going to do things and not living up to the name, not holding up his end of the deal. Um, Cesaro defeats the returning Murphy, who came back out of nowhere with Seth Rollins at ringside. So he's still doing this shit. Yeah. 
Aaliyah's nowhere to be found, unfortunately. Right. That 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 was fortunately. Fortunately, like see, I told you he took our war personally. He finally leaving his daughter and his wife at home. Finally, uh, now I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to maybe respect him. Maybe. Oh, in other words, she left that nigga, and he coming back to Seth, hat in hand, like, oh, please take me back, cause I've lost everything else. Right. What? Someone did bring up a great point. We've got one half of the former Forgotten Sons and Buddy Murphy's former tag team partner sitting there on SmackDown with nothing to do. So why not put Murphy back together with his former NXT tag team champion? Some tag teams, dog. Get some tag teams and let them run you with need that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But Buddy Murphy's just so good. He needs to stay a singles guy going forward. But in the You're not meantime, doing anything since, with him. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm that's what I'm saying. I don't want him to stay a tag guy. Yeah. Right. Back in NXT, so, man. Yeah, because I was I was a big fan of him as cruiserweight champion. But you know, like, like you said, if he's not being used, screw it. Get, just put him in a tag team. You need the depth. God knows you do. Especially on SmackDown. Just just roll with it. I mean on both shows, but yeah. roll with it. Why not? Uh, I think the only strong tag team division is NXT. Yeah, and we're we're gonna get into that because I I got into an argument with uh not an argument but a, a debate with uh, Kenny from Kenny for your thoughts and Kyle from the Apron Bump uh in a group chat on the tag team titles Ooh. and the women's tag team division and some of the stuff. So we'll get into that. Um, Daniel Bryan sucker punches Jay as he's popping off in an interview, which led to Daniel Bryan defeating Jay in that cage match, tapping him out. So now we're gonna get. Daniel Bryan versus Roman for the title at Fastlane. Uh, we had a ding dong hello segment where Bailey came out to do sweet tweets. So also on Talking Smack, Bailey was talking about how, you know, she's such a great host, you know, better than Wendy Williams and Ellen DeGeneres. So I see where they're going with this. My idea about Bailey hosting WrestleMania is looking more and more likely based on that. Cut oh, the check, I think I- man. I think like, I saw y'all her giving ideas and stuff, man. Cut, cut. I want my check, man. Mm-hmm. I swear, <laughs> you're not. Oh, he's about to oh. discredit me in the, in the universe. Said nope. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Vince's sister is a huge Bailey fan, so if they're actually pulling tweets, I think we should get your sister on an episode of Sweet Tweets mm-hmm. for Ding Dong Hello. Get her name out. There. Yeah, might as well. And, and they actually are pretty close. Like they've actually met a few yeah. times. So they actually she actually knows her. Like at one point, funny story, uh, my sister's changed her Twitter handle and Bailey's like, Hey, has anybody seen we're gonna give him a second when he comes back? I'll have him repeat that. that. He's talking about too. Yeah. Um and once he comes back and oh has anybody seen what? What is the uh what was the at? You froze, Vince. Oh, story. I have I punk by nature. Okay. So she had changed her she had changed her at, and then uh, Bailey was like, "Hey, what mm. happened to my girl Veronica from Chicago at punk by nature?" Yeah. And then everybody too. was tweeting my sister, and then she ended up changing her at right back to like yeah, the original one. Yeah. All right, this is what I'm here for on SmackDown. So I got mad because we had what I thought was a fire fucking promo from Apollo Cruz who came out in his new character and killed it. And all I saw on the IWC was slander, 
talking about how this man they don't like how he's using this accent all of a sudden they were comparing it to a bad ripoff of black panther blah, blah blah now i will say this i understand if the concern is that people think that this is more typical wwe racist stereotype bs like that that i get i don't see it that way and i'm gonna let tc talk on to why it's probably not that way and why this is probably coming from apollo but when he came out and basically said i mean he said it in his promo I started acting a certain way to be accepted and fit in because I was getting made fun of and picked on, but this is who I am. So all of that American talk, normal dialect that we've heard was him trying to fit in to be accepted because he felt like he wasn't and couldn't be who he was. Now he's sick of doing that shit. He's sick of walking around with a big smile on his face and not being himself. And this is who he is. Now, TC, give us your thoughts on our man, Apollo Cruz and this new gimmick with his guards and his spear and the green and white. All right, first I want to I want to address this post. I'm in a I'm in this group. It's a it's a black wrestling fan group, and uh, it's a lot of people in there. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, I saw a post this morning, and they said some bullshit. They said having Apollo Cruz come to the ring with a spear is like having the new day come out to the ring eating chicken and watermelon and not pancakes but some of y'all don't see that now y'all remember on space jam when they you know they needed that one last point to win and michael jordan said that's a big of a reach this is right here okay i'm gonna just get that out the way no that's 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 part of who he is that's exactly what he said in the promo this is who he is so if I can Let's make a comparison, the way. What up? if I were a wrestler and for whatever reason, I want to start eating tacos on my way down to the ring. Yes. Is that does that fit like a certain stereotype? But guess what? I also happen to fucking love tacos. Like I will eat a fucking taco any day of the week. That's the one food I will never turn down. Yeah, the spirit I, is, is a part of his culture, yeah. even though that, you know, they, you know, they people, you know, growing up would it use the fact that Africans had spears and, and certain things and it use it in a derogatory way is, but that's who he is. That's, that's what he is representing the dialect. Like not every African dialect sounds like the ones you heard in black Panther three years ago is <laughs> it, more than that, bro. Is is more, come on, bro. Like it's, it's so many different African dialects, but I don't expect people who don't know any Africans in real life to know that. What I wanted you to speak to was, well, Hold on one second, Reek. So the thing that a lot of people are talking about is they think that, like I said, this might be some typical WWE stereotypical BS. But his idea. It's pr- yeah, I was gonna say, talk about Uha Nation. What he was doing before he came in. Now Ooh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not that familiar with Uha Nation, but I do know this is very similar gimmick to what he was running. It's it's who he is. This yeah. dude's name is actually Uha. That's that's Nigerian as a motherfucker. I, I, was, <laughs> like, I was about to say that. I'm like, this man is. I, I did some research. Cause you know when, when this whole thing started, I'm like, let me just let me just verify real quick. This man's name is Sesu Uha. That's about as Nigerian as African a name as you're gonna get. So if the man wants to be African, and you know, to tradition. But how are you gonna say his culture, African accent isn't good when that's his actual accent, bro? Yeah. The man, so. the man is is, is being himself. You have this you know, one-dimensional view of what Africans are or what just Black people are in general. Everybody has this one-dimensional view of what Blackness is or what being African is, and they think they see in a Black Panther movie 
three years ago. They think they know everything. And no, that's not the case. And white people, stop speaking up and calling shit racist. Stop talking about what, stop being loud and ignorant about stuff you don't know. Exactly. Hey, it's cool if you want, if you're ignorant, that's fine. Cause the actual definition of being ignorant isn't anything negative. It's just mean you don't know. I'm ignorant about a lot of stuff. I don't know it, but if I don't know it, I'm not going to speak on it as if I do. I'm not going to be loud about it and comment on it as if I know what I'm talking about. And don't well, fight like, for a joke either. Like this yeah. wasn't, you know, something to just throw it's out and make you laugh. He's just culture. Serious. Mm-hmm. Right. He threw a fucking steel steps on this nigga B's back. Like, come on. This, this dude is not joking around here. He <laughs> put up, he brought this gimmick out, came out with a damn spear like he was Shaka Zulu, got a real guard behind him. I seen somebody and, say that, oh, you need to see Kofi Kingston to learn how to do an accent. Like, what? Kofi Jamaican accent was bad. <laughs> and Kofi's not now. even Jamaican. Yeah, that's not ever again. I bet if Kofi came out speaking in his native accent, you talk about how that don't sound like either. Yeah. He's from Ghana. Yeah. So, I mean. Although, Steve was a fucking bop. It was. <laughs> it's like. All right, Vince, starting well, starting with you since you weren't there. From what you heard, from what we described to you, you spit in a swallow and smackdown. Vince froze. Oh. Reek. Oh, no, you're back. Vince, go <laughs> ahead. Uh based on oh, which was oh and I fucking froze again. Nope. You're there. Nah, you're you're good. Good. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna swallow before I uh, freeze again. Okay. Reek, <laughs> where you at? Uh I-, I swallow. It was good. It was a good show. TC? Same. Same. Yeah, I'm gonna swallow as well. Uh, it wasn't my favorite SmackDown as a late, but it wasn't bad. Uh, there was some stuff in there that I just I wasn't really feeling. And like you said, if I watched Talking Smack, I might have felt some of that stuff a little more. But yeah, I, and I, I just wish they like, Apollo was on Talking Smack too, uh, by the way, and just putting his makeover as well. So Talking Smack it is very complimentary to the show, and I, I don't is know it? why we don't. It is, but you know it's, not, it's not SmackDown. TV. It's like, watch TV every week. That's yeah, what it is. I would say if you really want to understand what they're not going to tell you on SmackDown, I don't know if it's a network restrictions or what, but they they put over stuff a lot better in the twenty five minutes on talking I mean, Smack than they do. In the I, two I can't hours I can't the read the manga it's, all I want, but like I don't need to read the manga to enjoy Dragon Ball. I'm just gonna put that. I'm just saying that's the that's the best way. That's true. That's true. Are you happy that I made a Dragon Ball reference in your presence, Reek? Are you finally happy that I did it while you were here? I'm here now. (laughs) I'm here now. I didn't didn't get the reference. That's what's up. And I like, see, I like that he's here too, because see, he doesn't get it. You know, it's all right. It's all right. But now, Talking Smack has everything you could possibly want. Like, Kayla's on Talking Smack. It's the baddest chick in the backstage area. Paul Heyman is on the show. You're bad at like keeping COVID away. Kayla, who, oh, mind you, that's okay. That's okay. activated her account after coming out as bi. Yeah. That's crazy. And if it was you, toxic-ass wrestling fans, yeah. that are yeah. always I, on your bullshit. I would like to use that as an example to what I was just talking about with Apollo. See, I was ignorant to the fact that she tweeted out some colors. I'm thinking like she just tweeted out some random colors and I'm seeing people saying congratulations. Instead of really just commenting on it, I just asked like, why are people tweeting out congratulations for her posting a random color? You know what I'm saying? I did not know the connection and I was very curious. And I just simply asked instead of commenting on it, 
as if it was something that made no sense to anybody because yeah. just because it didn't make any sense to me. You looked Perfect to time. be informed. You didn't just attack or say, this yeah. is stupid. Like, don't be like that. I was just like, why? I just simply asked the question, why? Yeah. I didn't say, why? Y'all are dumb as hell. Post grass or post some colors. It's just colors, dumb motherfuckers. Like, I didn't go that far with it. Which is but, good because you would have made yourself look dumb as hell. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I asked questions. All right, where are we going next? AEW, NXT. I think we agreed to save Raw for last. Yeah, let me get a, a motherfucking uh, AEW. Everyone good with that? Vince is smiling, so Vince looks really excited actually, about AEW. He froze. I actually, He's, I actually he froze some, into a smile. Yeah, I actually paid some attention to AEW this week. So All right, that's good. Well, we kicked it off with what I personally thought was a surprisingly damn good match: Cody and Red Velvet versus Jay Cargill and Shaq. Listen, my analysis was Shaq worked the perfect match for himself. He went out there. He did all of the big man power moves. Cody sold his ass off. Not that Shaq needed it, but made himself look fucking fantastic. Like made Shaq look like that dominant beast that Shaq should. Because when he got in the ring and you looked at him compared to everyone else, like I don't even feel like Big Show dwarfs motherfuckers like Shaq dwarfed those guys in that ring the way they shot it. Like huge. No, this was it, it reminded me, and I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna say if we have just from now, we got two common denominators right here. Mixed tag team matches featuring athletes outside of wrestling are two for two right now. Ronda Kurt Angle versus the, the Alliance or, or the Authority, rather. That's what I thought of. Yeah, it is. It, it reminded me of that match. It was so dope. Like, imagine if if you had like a more uh, athletically mobile great colleague. That's what Shaq reminded me of. Like mm-hmm. he, he was doing a lot. Had a lot of the same movesets, uh, the chops and the the, the big pop, like that power bomb. The, the yeah. he did he did the Brody Lee power bomb. It was perfect. It was you know Cody didn't sell it long enough, but it was still dope. Yeah, no. And, Cody and then, I will always he right back up. Yeah, I, but I, I, I listen. I will always respect somebody who's not a wrestler that goes out there and takes a a bump like the one Shaq took through those tables. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I always respect Machine Gun Kelly for the bump he took. Uh like Bad Bunny has forever earned my respect because he hasn't missed a show since the first day he showed up. Mm-hmm. So, I get like so much respect to him too. Shaq, Shaq was starting to lose my respect with some of these comments about these basketball players, you know, the past few months. Like I was starting to I was starting to lose a little like after after the Lakers won a championship and he out here disrespecting the players that that helped lead the team to another championship. Like you you are Lakers lore, my God. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to you you're supposed to be, you know, family. You're supposed to be congratulatory towards all these people who, who are keeping the legacy of this going but he's shitting on our place so like i was starting to lose respect for him but i got it back with this match man this dude just the table bump alone the, the power bomb just the move sets like he, he's out here he got body slammed by cody like shout out to cody too i, I think yeah. you couldn't have did that you couldn't have did that with the chris jericho at this no. point i don't think like cody was a perfect person for that 
and I mean, Jade and Red Velvet look good too. I mean, Jade's still a little green. She she needs some tightening, but for her first televised match or the first she match, slam slam too. Yeah, like yeah, got to give it to her. Got to give it to her. Yeah. Um, she we also had. Go ahead. What? Yeah, she and honestly, the other thing too was like that's my first like real time like actually getting a good look at Red Velvet. I think she, outside of everything else that was going on, that was a great showcase for her, honestly. Like, I don't know how long they're going to be sticking her in this, you know, the, the Nightmare family group. But, I mean, she can go. So, I was I was really digging that, definitely. I just got to say, how's your apprentice a better wrestler than you, Brandy? Ooh. That's, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had Death Triangle um, defeat a couple jobbers. Uh Phoenix and fucking uh, Pac working together. And then uh, we had the press conference, MJF and Jericho's press conference, where we had Barstool Sports there, Conrad Thompson and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff came in with a real hot question um, about how are you going to beat up the Bucks' dad and get, get yourself ready to get your ass whooped. Um, the Bucks come out, interrupt. They talk about all the things their dad taught them. Promo was trash. Talk about how Jericho would be curtain jerking uh, at the performance center, which like, that's just not true. No, that was yeah. an unnecessary yeah. shot and not true, but I get what they were going for. And then also talked about MJF and Rosie O'Donnell, which then led my boys to get you a podcast on their latest episode to go look up that clip on YouTube of a five year old MJF on the Rosie O'Donnell show singing, You Are My Sunshine. And it is some funny okay. ass shit. Cause I, I didn't I didn't get it, and so I'm wondering like it's 2021, why is Rosie O'Donnell being mentioned in, in in pop culture in any way? She's just not not current at all, and so I just didn't understand it, and that took me out the promo. The performance center line took me out the promo because if AEW wasn't around, Chris Jericho would probably be on Raw. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd probably be on Raw at this point in time. Not doing much of anything, but he's not going to be curtain jerking. He's going to be, you know, probably yeah. getting a good showcase spot at WrestleMania at this point. Like, let's be honest with ourselves there. So, like, and the promo was just long mm-hmm. as hell, and it just took me out of it. And I also, I'm just not a fan of the Young Bucks either, so I might be a little biased. I was literally just getting ready to say, should we address the fact that Vince might not be back the rest of the episode? And then, like, nope. right as I was waiting for you to finish, <laughs> there he is on his phone, <laughs> dedicated as all hell. Audio's not connected yet, but he's here. Oh, did not connect. There we go. Oh. Well, we're going to talk while Vince gets his audio situation. There we go. There we go. I am so committed to this. I grabbed my fucking phone. Uh, My internet completely went out. My hotspot was trashed. So I just said, I'm just going to hop on my phone. I'm making this terribly uh, painful to edit for, uh, for Travis later, but oh, well. Yeah, he's probably gonna fire you, but it is what it is. Um, All those fails, man. You take that just one full audio track and just apply it. I gotta, I gotta tell him like, listen, the dedication. You gotta respect the dedication. The man could have just said fuck it and gone, and you know, whacked off or. Right, he could, he could have put an R in on our show. Right? Yeah, rented, rented a hotel room. He was just like, I'm out of here, dog. Try to bang oh, it out with this girl, that, but no, he's here. You know that? You know what I just realized. TC's gonna have his face cut off for this episode. <laughs> it's cold blooded. See now, if you don't, I haven't say said it, anything. Like, yeah, like here's the thing: I didn't tell Travis that you and TC were coming on. So if he 
doesn't know he's not going to have anything prepared. And we still hold on to 2020 beats. Yeah, no, we gotta, we're, we're letting that go. So we're moving on. Yeah, extend, extend my olive branch. Unless you keep like bringing this. it up, we just, we just got to drop I, it and I, pretend like we don't know just, about it and it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, just drop it, dude. We get a brawl breaking out. Uh, the Good Brothers end up helping the Young Bucks put Ortiz and Santana through some tables. Um, it, it was what it was. I enjoyed the Eric Bischoff part. I enjoyed the fact that Get Your Podcast pulled up a little five-year-old MJF singing on the Rosie O'Donnell show. That was fun, but that wasn't part of the show. You want to know something just completely weird? MJF's actual Facebook popped up on my people you may know. Really? And it's under a different name, so like you're not going to find it, but it's him because he has like I'm, uh, I'm mutual friends with other actual wrestlers, so I know it's him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, I was on, just like, wow. <laughs> on Rosie O'Donnell, she does announce him as Max Friedman. Yeah, that's his real name, but yeah. his, his Facebook is under a different name. So. I don't blame him. I would, too. Um, yeah. You got to live up to the gimmick, man. We got the exploding <laughs> barbed wire deathmatch hype video. This, again, is really the only match I'm stoked for and is making me debate on whether or not I'm actually going to get this. That's the only match I'm, I'm not, gonna see on this I'm not getting the pay-per-view. It's well, I figured, the All-Star yeah. Weekend. Yeah, I'm that's, fucking, mm. yeah no. Everything's bunched up and whatnot. I'm watching the whole Listen, shit. I'm not a basketball guy, so unless there's an exploding barbed wire slam dunk contest, I'm probably gonna roll with AEW. <laughs> nah, I don't have to drop fifty bucks just to like to watch it. I can just literally turn on my phone. I'm with my cable and just watch the goddamn game and everything else in between. I I'm not dropping fifty bucks unless it's on my girl or if I'm getting yeah. food. Or on a hotel room, hotel, motel, holiday in. And fifty dollars for food, brother. Um, <laughs> FTR and Tully Blanchard with a returning JJ Dillon versus Jurassic Express. Oh, that's Tully Blanchard wrestling on my TV. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> Tully Blanchard proved that it's not how old you are; it's how you work. For what he did in that match, he worked. So why was it an issue with Edge winning the Rumble in that case? If if that's the case, I didn't have an issue with Edge. I'm not. I'm just yeah. saying in general. So. That's what I'm saying is he proved it's not how old you are. It's how you work. Guys like Goldberg who are still trying to do shit they can't do versus a guy like Tully who comes in and works a match that works for what he is able to do to make himself look the best as opposed to trying to pick up a motherfucker and hit a jackhammer that you can't hit anymore. It's not about how old you are. It's about how you work. And Rick proved that for years. Tully's out here proving it. It's not an issue of hiring somebody who is, over the hill, it's about how that person works and how bad they make themselves look. So, guys like Edge, if they can go out and make it work, no problem. Tully looked like an idiot. I did not like his fit whatsoever. What what he wore to the ring was terrible. Mm-hmm. I guy went into uh old buddy from private party closet. <laughs> um, Spears ends up helping them get the win at the end, dressed up as a cameraman, and then reveals himself. Also, we got a little four horsemen action as Arn Anderson comes out on the uh, stage, pays a little respect to Tully and JJ. And who knows, maybe the big signing this Sunday is Ric Flair, and we're going to get the return of the four horsemen in AEW because Charlotte Ugh. did send his ass home. So, that nah, you know what? I kind of be geeked to see that a little bit, just so long as I say it doesn't overstay its welcome. Maybe that's how they introduced the four horsemen to AEW like they wanted to with uh, FTR, Cody, or whatever combination of people. 
Oh, like why the hell does Cody want to be in the four horsemen? These these dudes terrorize your dad for years. <laughs> true, true. But I mean, we talked about it on a, an episode that we recorded that's going to come out later uh, for Return to Wrestling, our second show, where Mongo, Ric Flair was talking about fucking Mongo's wife for months. And then all of a sudden, you drop that man a briefcase full of money and a T-shirt, and he's like, Four Horsemen, I'm on board. Fuck my wife all you want. Just keep paying me. <laughs> so, uh, Speaking of which, we brought up Tony brings out Paul White. Uh, who cuts a promo about being on commentary for their new one hour show and says this Sunday, a new hall of fame worthy signee will uh, put pen to paper for AEW. It's not who you think it's going to be. Tony Khan confirmed kind of that. It is a male wrestler, not a female wrestler, which ended some speculation of like a Mickey James or Alita or a Trish or anyone of that sort. Uh, AJ Lee, were some names going around so you guys got any i mean i think we talked christian any other big names that you'd be excited for to actually sign and go over to aw that might help them out i don't think there is a big name unless it's someone from new japan like an okada like tc was mentioning or unless it's a big name that everybody wants to see like a cm punk i I don't see any name christian or paul white himself if it's paul white and then they just do a fucking troll job a swerve i'm gonna be disappointed that's just fucking ass that's terrible that's highly but i i do want to i do want to ask the people that have spent the last five years bitching about brock lesnar <laughs> why y'all want to see him show up oh, so bad yeah. a lot of people saying that like bro if, if you were so aggravated over let's say in the last what five years just about yeah. Then you know they're gonna overuse the shit out of him in AEW as much as they can because you know he don't work a weekly schedule, but they're gonna fucking as much as they possibly can get you in front of you know out, out in front of people. So I mean, why would you want that? Especially when you you got their whole idea is that you got something different from WWE. If he goes there, then it just that just ruins that whole concept pretty much. And he's only gonna work pay per views. So I got two things. This is four a year. One, somebody must have walked in and started tickling Vince because I heard him giggling and he shut his video (laughs) off. Two, (laughs) what if Mr. Wreak Havoc on Sunday, we are told that normally you have a 50-50 chance of Scott Steiner signing with AEW? You know something? Please, no. I will really, I will really have an issue with that. I really will. Uh, actually, actually, you know what? I won't have an issue with it. In fact, I probably laugh. I will probably laugh. I won't take it seriously whatsoever. I will have a good, healthy laugh at the expense of whoever made that contract. That whether it was Tony, whether it was you know Cody, whoever, I, I will have a good laugh at their expense. Well, I'll, I'll I tell think you, that would just be funny. Whoever made the contract, I guarantee you, Steiner's got the math down on that contract. Handle, no problem. I expect nothing less. That would be some. That would be some good. You know, and and because I, I I watched that that clip the other day. Somebody like they they had one of those pages where somebody like you know brings up throwbacks and stuff. And I saw that one clip of the the promo he cut on Samoa Joe whatever the main event mafia was sitting in the ring and he's he's fat. <laughs> 
like that, that, that's, that's why I would laugh because you know you know what's coming in terms of promos to AEW. So I hot fire, I mind that. I hot fire. Watch more. That's what's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Conrad, you're fat ass. <laughs> Possibly a Young Kings worthy uh, new promo bracket for 2021 featuring Scott Steiner and AEW. Oh, we, 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 just, shit down. we don't have a promo madness just featuring all Scott Steiner. We're going to get like 32 <laughs> promos, 32 Scott Steiner promos. We're going to go through, we're going to find out which one's the best one. This way, Steiner Math will finally get the recognition it deserves. Because I will, I will tell you right now, making sure it's getting to the finals. Uh, we also had Nyla lose to Rio Mezunami. Um, I was surprised. We saw Nyla get tossed around like we don't see Nyla get tossed around in AEW. She was. I, I said. I, I said. I wanted that to happen. Taking German suplexes. Uh, Rio moves on. Uh, her and Sheeta do the trophy presentation because this was the finals. Of they started that going at it, and Rio looks at her, kind of smiles. Wants her to hit her, so she hits Sheeta. Sheeta hits her. They trade forearm blasts. Um, little, it looked like because I watched it twice to make sure like she wasn't just attacking Sheeta. Looked like a little Japanese kind of respect ritual prior to their match. Something going on. So we'll see. Um, not who I thought was going to win that tournament at all. Like that would have she completely busted my bracket. I did not see her making it to the finals, but I'm interested to see what her and Sheeta can do. So. Um, I don't actually care. Like, I'm not kind of hyped. I'm going to watch the match eventually. You hate women, Vince? <laughs> I clearly don't. I clearly don't. I just, honestly, I just don't know enough about about, uh, about her to, like, really just care. I don't even know her name. That's how little I know about her. I don't even know her name. I know Sheeta, and I like Sheeta. It's just I don't care about this match. Like, I don't feel like they've given me enough reason to care. And if you listen to our last episode of the podcast, you will know that Vince is a very uh, attentive and passionate lover to the female. He went into he went into great detail about the time and effort that he puts in to please his ladies. Uh, more oh, than man, I think he he that was about a 10 minute rant. On, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Now, I, I, I said like on the last episode of the Young Kings, I was like, listen, I, I wanted to see Thunder Rosa go after it because you know she was talking about she wanted to get you know the her title back the nwa women's title back the aew women's title kind of just go on a, a massive run i was like i was down with that you know they they had a match that i think you know was kind of on the fence with everybody before back in you know last year and you know they have a chance to do it again but um honestly the big thing for me was anybody but nyla rose i don't want to see her and she to do it again we, we both agreed on that, so I, I guess it's cool, but I'm leaning towards what Vince was saying. I'm not crazy about it because... Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's going to be good. Be good but, I think, I think the, the thing that AEW's women's division is missing, and I'm not criticizing it, it's just it's calling, we're calling the spade a spade. You know, it is what it is. They've taken forever to build it up. There's characters there that you care about. Unfortunately, we've seen matchups that we've all, we've seen all the interesting matchups like Nyla versus Sheeta. We've seen even Britt versus Sheeta, like Thunder Rosa and uh, and Britt. Like I feel like we've seen just about almost every good combination we want to see. And then at this point, there's no really like good opponent for Sheeta to take that title off for. 
I don't know. They have to go to Japan to try to get an interesting opponent. Just say that. And they do have a lot of Japanese talent uh, signed to the roster that apparently they can get back over here now because they got Rio over here. So mm-hmm. Rio and they, Rio. They need to they need to start mixing it up with some of the, the women on impact. Like sooner and later. Yes, um, that, that I agree with 100%. That. that would definitely breathe some life back into this. Um, we also Deanna got Parasto. What are you waiting for? We got a yeah. Sting interview. Uh, he's Deanna Parazzo versus Sheeta. Oh, my God. Or Nyla Rose versus Jordan Grace. Shit. Give me Tenille Dashwood in there, too. Yes. I'd love me some Tenille Dashwood. Uh, we got Sting getting interrupted by Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky ends up catching a Stinger Splash and a Deathlock. And then, despite the fact that he did not know his son was kidnapped and put into a body bag and dragged to the ring, Taz continues to bring Hook into dangerous situations, lets this man slide into the ring. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm putting this man up as my nominee. Ray Mysterio Jr. Jr. Yeah, for Terrible Father 2021. Uh, because Darby comes down and apparently somehow with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks and Hook, which is a terrible fucking name, and Taz and powerhouse Will Hobbs, these five men cannot stop a 61-year-old man and a 98-pound emo child. And I don't understand it. And they want me to care about Team Taz. I care. I don't care at all. Like, they're literally one of the worst, the, the least interesting thing in AEW. Sunday, Sunday can't come soon enough. The, I don't want to ever see a combination of these people interacting again after Sunday. Ever, ever. Man, this build has just been fast. Uh, yeah. I got too excited. much overexposure of Sting every week doing nothing. Well, I was going to say, I got excited when we actually finally got Sting doing some shit in the ring. I was like, okay. We're seeing that he can move, that he can go. We got we got a little taste of it. I got excited for that. But we didn't need this this week. Like, this didn't help anything. If you wanted to wait until two weeks before your show to showcase that Sting could still, you know, do some things, cool. But don't have him appearing. He, he showed up every single week and stood in the ring with Tony Schiavone and Darby Allin every week for about two months before they had him actually getting physical. Yeah. And you could have had him show up every few weeks, maybe do some video promos to, to kind of just stalk from the Raptors again, like he did in WCW, you know? Yeah, it was, it was too much of the same thing. And so I'm a, if, if Sting is out there working tomorrow night, I'm, I'm popping. But yeah, I just, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, ah, I, I just so don't feel it's over the bed. I just don't feel like the Sting character in general, especially at this stage of his career, should not be cutting promos like a top, like like a WWE type promo, because that's what it feels like. It's kind of like an opening yeah. Monday night type, of, Monday Night Raw type of promo. It's like you shouldn't be doing promos, dude. I don't want to hear you talk. I'm not saying you sound terrible or whatever. Like you can't cut a promo. It's just you shouldn't be cutting a promo. Period. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. This is where everything kind of dropped off me because now we got 10 losing to Max Caster. I'm not a fan of Max Caster or his whack ass. No, get that weak ass rapping shit out of here, bro. I just got notification. Breaking news. Travis just in Slack sent me a message in all caps and exclamation points that says we're back, which means I believe we are officially back on Pornhub. Officially, officially. Yeah. Oh man. 
need a soundboard on here. Yes. Um, we need more sex jokes now. Yeah. So ten loses to Max Caster. Whack ass. Get the shit out of here. Uh, Jack Evans helps him get the win. Who was paid off by Matt Hardy? And they did this cheesy thing where Matt gave an envelope, and on the envelope had his name and the exact yeah, amount of money that was in the envelope. Lost me there. And then uh, I, I actually kind of wish we would have finished. Like I know why we kicked it off with that tag team match because that's going to hook you and you're going to stay. That tag team match was a fire. It was a great way to get people to tune in right off the bat and hopefully hold them. But I kind of wish we would have finished with that and started with this tag match because Silver and Page defeating Matt Hardy and Marcus Quinn did not feel like a main event match to me to close your show. Even with the brawl at the end and the locker room emptying and them talking about, you know, the tag team battle royal shit and all that, like, this just... I love me some Hangman Adam Page. I could take or leave everyone else. Marcus Quinn, cool. Private party. I really thought you guys were going to do something with him with this heel turn. You really haven't. You're losing me, so... Um, Uh, All they had to do, really, take, take this match, put it at the top of the show. Maybe put the tag match in the middle of it, do the, the press conference at some point in the middle of the show, maybe put the tag, I don't know, put the mixed tag at, at the main event. Shuffle oh. it around a little bit. You probably would have had a better flowing show. I just thought that yeah. I thought it was a little bit too top heavy. Like all the really interesting stuff, it was like they, they were trying to reel in viewers. And so you put Cody Rose and Shaq in the first match, and then you you put Pat, you know, formerly known as Neville. A casual audience might recognize him. And then you throw in MJF, Chris Jericho featuring Eric Bischoff and all these other faces right after it. Do you it's think it had like, anything to do with the fact that they had Shaq on the show, knowing full well he's on TNT and they've been on inside the NBA plugging his like match against Cody and they figured let's put all these guys that we, we feel like people are going to recognize or we want to get screen time for and like f the bit the go home show to revolution because even like it, it was a bit top heavy i think like once you yeah you do something and i think having old ass tully blanchard wrestling i don't i don't know what the ratings look like but this is my interpretation of what i feel would maybe have been the case and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but from my perspective if i was a casual audience member and i saw this old ass dude wrestling i would probably just turn the channel and I would miss out on a lot of stuff. They they could have showcased some of their <laughs> other talent, you know, Nyla Rose and and uh and Rio uh let them yeah. close it out with uh, Sheeta and Rio going at it and I mean, that would, women's match for the paper. I wouldn't have had that main event necessarily, but I would have kind of put that in the middle there so that way I know the NBA audience like roast Chris Jericho every time they see him, but these people oh, yeah. they know who Chris Jericho is. So you're going to turn it on. You see the segment with Chris Jericho, and then you see Eric Bischoff. They know who Eric Bischoff is. So you had that segment right there. And you know, I think the way WWE kind of paces their shows is is really well because they, they know what segments to put where most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like AEW, they, they do a lot where they like to front load the show, and then like the latter half of the show is just kind of I don't really care about it. Yeah, yeah. Throwing yeah. butcher and bland matches in the main event and shit. Like, come on, man. I didn't, dude, I didn't like that whole like WWE esque like brawl at the end with everybody in the casino battle royal. Nobody no, cares that was about fire. The, you know, 
No, nah, I didn't like that shit. It only got I good. Love, I love Big Bros at the end of, of Nah, the show. nah, fuck that shit. It wasn't even <laughs> decent until like Pac and Ray Phoenix got in there, and it felt like the two big names were showing up. Like other than that, it felt like it's just a bunch of random tag guys. Well, to me, I'm gonna swallow based solely, solely. I mean, I enjoyed the women's match and everything, but I'm swallowing based solely on that <laughs> opening match because oh, Cody yeah. made Shaq look fantastic. Red Velvet and Jay Cargill again. Way better than I expected. That match really sold me on the show. So I'm swallowing based on that. Vince? The hell Shaq? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about how they put Shaq in an ambulance and then went to go interview the man, and he just disappeared out of the fucking ambulance. I don't know. Kazam. The Shaq Taker. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm a gargo undecidedly because I don't feel like there was too much tonight on this week's aw dynamite that i felt like was really really must watch and then it was the go home show like i think the thing i enjoyed the most was the press conference stuff that honestly that i feel like that should have closed off the show i didn't Maybe. fast forward through anything this week so that's a big boon for them like i enjoyed the show throughout i feel like they like you said they could have paced a little better but normally mm-hmm. shit will pop up and i'm like i don't care about this match fast forward to the end and i didn't yeah. it all this week so I usually just tune out. I'm watching it live. So if it's something I don't care about, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to pay attention to NXT. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, anytime the acclaimed come on my screen, I don't watch. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're trash. Uh, what do you got, Reek? Swallow? I'm, I'm going I'm to shock the world and the Palm Hill community that tunes into the show. I'm actually swallowing this week because uh... – <laughs> I didn't even finish the whole show. You heard that, this folks. Is the most invested in I have been. I look, look, I don't. I didn't even finish the whole show, and this is the most invested I have been in AEW since it's its inception. So, just really? that solely alone, I got to give it to him. You see where you yep. at? Yep. I kind of want to see Shaq wrestle more, man. Uh, I, I enjoyed the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh... I think Wait, you guys it? all understand that. Uh, uh, come on, man. <laughs> you know how he is. He, last time he, came out, he, uh, he took a sip of his drink because he, didn't want, he doesn't want to say it out loud. He doesn't want that sound bite out there. It's, it's Pornhub, bro. Last time I was on PH, you know, you know, you know, you know what my, my grief was. So I'm just yeah. trying to, you know, you feel uh, okay. uh, there's hey, nothing we... wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Just own it, hey. man. I'm good. Uh, can we can we real quick talk about uh, 205 Live and NXT UK? Uh, I mean, you can touch on a couple things if you want. All right, real quick. Uh, shout out to Saudi Taker. 41 straight wins. Mansoor winning again. He beat uh, Kurt Stout in the main event on 205 Live. And on NXT UK, uh, I, did see I don't know, the, the best women's match of the year by far. Just Kayla Ray I gotta watch that. versus Mako Satomura for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I, I thought it was going to be it for Kaylee Ray, but she retained. I don't know what they're going to do with her now. Uh, she, she she shook Mako Satomura's hand at the end of the match. So it's very un-Kaylee Ray-like. So I don't know what that means for her going forward, but maybe we'll see her pop up in the States soon. She needs some new challengers. She needs out, outside of Kaylee Ray. They don't have a lot of their women's division built up to 
championship yeah. level, especially the Caleb. Like her, Piper Niven, and that's really it. That's like, it. Sotomore came in and asserted herself pretty well, but uh, I don't even know how long that's for, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the rest of their women's division looks like they're building it up, but nobody's ready yet. So Kaylee Ray needs yeah. some, some new competition, but that's best women's match of the year by far. I don't see anybody ever topping it. Like maybe, you know, Sheeta and Rio top it tomorrow night. I doubt it though, because that match was just, it was incredible back and, back and forth for telling the story. Oh, yeah. They beat the shit out of each other. It was great. Um, it's rolling to NXT, and we kick it off with a tag team match. It is Birch and Lorkin defeating Champa and Thatcher with Imperium watching on from the ramp. I, I just want to know if Watts are coming. Like, I think that's not what I care about. Because, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to really care about, like, I don't really, I never really cared about Alexander Wolf to begin with. Uh, the, the other two that was the tag champs, they cool. Walter is is who, you know, where it's at. And I know the history with uh, with Thatcher, with Ringkampf. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I know that history there. And so uh, if, if you know that history, it makes sense. But we got to have Walter. Walter and Thatcher were tag champions in one of the many different promotions in Europe. I don't remember which one. They got several. Mm-hmm. But... They were tag champions out there. They got that history. And so I just need Walter. Walter ain't doing shit. He ain't doing Ch- shit. Walter versus Champa. I want to see that. Well, that's Ooh. the other problem. That's the other NXT problem is there's nobody over in NXT UK right now built up to take on Walter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides Dragunov. And, and they they telling Dragunov's story, you know, right now, he's not, you know, they're building him back up. I was going to say, he already he already got Spiraling beat. out of control. Walter you know beat him saying? and yeah, he's out. Yeah, so. so he he's he's spiraling and he definitely building him back up to that. But in the meantime, Walter needs somebody. Yeah. I was hoping for that Walter Finn Balor match. I was looking forward to Same. that. Doesn't look like we're gonna I get feel, that anytime soon. So I, I keep I keep like a little like wish jar off to the side that I keep like <laughs> just caressing <laughs> to try and hope that something will come up one of these days because I need that. All right. Uh, Roddy calls out Adam but gets Finn Balor because Finn Balor cannot keep his nose in his own goddamn business. He just keeps getting involved in Undisputed Era's business. And Roddy called him out and said, listen, I blame you, motherfucker. Everything was fine until you showed up and started fucking around and making friends and putting your nose where it didn't belong. Now we fell apart. I blame you. Anger. Right. Yeah, it's misplaced anger because Bro, if you're right. a brotherhood, you're Finn. supposed to be close as you are. Finn shouldn't be enough for y'all to like break that. And also, Finn didn't know? want to bother with y'all in the first place anyway. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, like, exactly. how are you blaming him? <laughs> that's all. All, I, all, all Finn but did was defend his title. But I, I will, I will cut Roddy some slack in this sense. Is you know, denial is one of the first signs of grief. So it's just denial. He's in the denial period right now. That's all I, I, I think I'm still in the denial period. I still kind of hope I gave you six months at least to prepare. You didn't listen. Nobody listened. I, I told, <laughs> I you, listen. what I, I I I told you what was coming, and y'all just would not accept it. I agreed so, with I you. Mean, I was I was I was same page as you. I was with it. Everyone else was like they didn't want to happen. I heard RN on your show talking some crazy shit about statue of limitations and shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you called it. It happened. We're with it. And you only get those kind of scoops from Young Kings Wrestling on their show or when 
they occasionally come over here and grace us with their presence and we do appreciate it um but finn's also out here he's like listen you're not doing it right you want to do it right cole next week hey, you meet breaking news title man. match uh it, it, yeah y'all see the in the chat uh there's a tweet and uh they, they spoiled it john cena is supposed to be the surprise person tomorrow <laughs> oh man if i don't see him i won't be surprised uh, I see what you did there, man. Um, <laughs> and then Finn also like runs down Roddy. Says, "Listen, man, you're just uh, you're you're a bit player. You're never gonna lead a group. You're never you're never gonna be there." Blah blah blah. And uh, Roddy takes that shit personal and punches Finn in the mouth before he can finish tearing him to shreds on the mic. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was good. I thought this is the most like intense Roddy's looked in a long time. I think and even the match itself was very, very fucking good. We're not there I yet. I like say what? We're not there yet, Vince. No, 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 I know, I know, but I'm also touching on the match themselves. Like I Roddy is touching general, on stuff you're not supposed to touch on. Consent's a thing. <laughs> I usually have your consent, Matt. Mm-hmm. Now you don't uh-huh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Not with your creepy ass phone video. Hey, um, hey, I could shut this off right now and call it a night. <laughs> we got speaking of shutting shit down, uh, we got the way in therapy. So we're just gonna cover the whole thing. So first off, we got Johnny getting kicked out, paranoid, yelling at the therapist because he doesn't like the way the therapist is running shit. Then he's texting Candace. So Candace and Indy get kicked out. We got Indy doodling mrs indie wrestling loomis on a notepad we got austin theory in complete denial about how awesome him and loomis are as friends and the good time that he had eating cereal and watching cartoons and then when it's just austin and the therapist she's like listen i talked to dexter which hey we all knew red flag because dexter doesn't fucking talk he did an entire show as host and didn't say a goddamn word he's like i couldn't get the guy to shut up and he said he couldn't wait to get rid of you, that you annoyed him, this and that. And of course, as Austin runs out of the room crying, heartbroken, that he thought he had this cool friend that liked him and he doesn't anymore, Johnny comes in and pays off the therapist and then she calls them all idiots. I thought the whole thing was fun. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I uh, I, specifically, I specifically enjoyed the line when when it starts and then uh austin theory is like hey this isn't chuck e cheese and then at the end he keeps like a hundred dollars so he has chuck e cheese money i don't know why i popped for chuck e cheese i don't know i thought that shit was hilarious to me so i i tweeted this after i saw it and i made sure to tag matt because you know i feel like we would have been on the same page about it so i've theorized this ever since it happened basically what, what, I, what i'm getting from the context tools that they're giving out is that I feel like Dexter Loomis may have given Austin Theory some silent love. Mm-hmm. Low key. Like, it started off, listen, it started off, you chloroform the guy, you bring him to the back. He shows up on NXT in a white van, dark, nothing, you can't see nothing else happening. When they found Austin, he wasn't wearing nothing but a tank top and boxer shorts, meaning his clothes were removed. And, and he's talking pack. about how, yeah, right, and a fanny pack. He's talking about how, oh, maybe Dexter's not such a bad guy. He just wants to hang out. He's justifying all this stuff. Now you got Indy talking about how he's hot. You know what I'm saying? Getting, like, all in an uproar over the mention of this man's name. Like, it just reeks of 
man, this dude was was touching up on this man, feeling caressing him so lovingly. He done got hooked on it, went back, told India all about it. Now she hooked. She wants some of it. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm getting from this. That's what I'm really getting from this. And that made me enjoy the segment even more. Austin so, I mean, went back, told her about the loving, and now, as I said on Twitter, Indy is wetter than a dipped Chicago beef. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh, my gosh. Tacey looks so unamused right now. <laughs> I'm telling you what's going on, man. I'm telling you that's what's going on. Now we you also had... say it because it's PGTV. I'll tell you that's what's going on. Oh, that's absolutely what's going on. She needed to change her panties after after that. Um, DiBiase continues to fail Cameron Grimes as he tries to live up to the Ted DiBiase reputation. Um, He is informed by William Regal that for uh, he is under contract. He will have to compete. And he did punch a crew member in the face last week, which was not okay. Uh, So he's got a match with Bronson Reed. All of a sudden, William Regal is concerned about lawsuits. You don't do shit about that motherfucking parking lot. <laughs> but you're concerned about lawsuits all of a sudden. And somebody brought it up on, on Twitter uh, not too long ago. And when you think about it, William Regal is a terrible general manager. He just lets shit just, people just run over the whole tearing up the whole arena every week. People getting jumped in the parking lot. But because he comes out and he says, war games, and everybody lose their mind. But, yeah. like, deep down, he's pretty bad. I don't know. That crew member got punched in the face by Cameron Grimes, and then he put Cameron Grimes in a match with Bronson Reed as retribution. And, and he threatened to strip Santos and he won. last week if he didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? So he, he kind of lets, you know, people – do what you do their thing you know if you got aggression to get out you get it out and if it's in the parking lot it's in the parking lot it's a dangerous environment it's a dangerous work environment i get it but i mean listen when he needs to bring the hammer down he brings it down unlike some people on monday night raw oh we're gonna talk about this oh yeah let's 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 how many how many how many more segments we got till we talk about him well we'll we'll save that for last (laughs) so um that wasn't the main event we that's coming up soon Well, we'll talk about him soon. Since Vince did bring it up, uh, the main event was Finn Balor defeating Roderick Strong, and then after the match, Adam Cole popped up on the ramp, in essence, accepting the challenge for the title match mm-hmm. next week. Um, we also had Legato Del Fantasma jumping Fandango before their match with Everrise, and then Everrise was like, all right, man, it's cool. Like We're going to go. Good job. And uh, Escobar said, fuck that, and they got jumped too. And then Escobar said, do not mistake what happened last week for weakness. Uh, he is all fired up after getting his I was looking forward to seeing Ross. Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Let me just mm-hmm. that up. Kind of West. Uh, we had a Kate Cross promo. She's pissed. Uh, says Zylee's going to get it next week. Not happy with what happened. Uh, Bronson Reed, like we said, loses Cameron Grimes, uh, who came out to the – Wait, you forgot uh... – LA, LA Knight came out, cut a promo, and then Bronson Reed came out. And for whatever reason, LA Knight cost Bronson the match, which one of two theories, you know, one of two Austin theories here is that he either got paid off by Cameron Grimes or he got like insulted that uh, Bronson Reed came out while he was still in the ring. I like to believe that he took Cameron Grimes' uh, money. 
Were you guys filming that LA Night promo? Um, I'm biased to Eli Drake. I met Eli Drake a couple years ago. <laughs> he was very nice. So whenever wrestlers are nice people, I'm very biased towards them. I think I'm in the same boat as Reek. I feel like he took a very, very long time to not say a whole lot. Yeah. I, I've understood it that he is much better of in-ring talent than on the mic. And I kind of see it, so. I've heard the opposite. I heard he's way better on the mic than he is in ring. Yeah, no, no. I've, uh, I think it's the other way around, Rick. He's is supposed to be much better on the mic than he is in ring. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. He's okay, supposed yeah, to be yeah, more yeah. of an EC3 type. Okay. Well, now Rick looks really uh, concerned. Cause I, no, because that's what I, I've been told from a lot of people. I, I was like, I wasn't sure if I'm getting that right. But yeah, I mean, you know, so far from what I've seen, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not too high or too low on it. Um, we also had a Leah. I do Luce. love his little like cosplays. We also had Leah lose to Ember, um, and a really good swerve promo that came out of fucking nowhere in the record studio. Yeah, <laughs> like that was cool. I'm down with this new mm-hmm. swerve. Give me that shit. More of that. It was Tell better than Scorpio Sky on fucking commentary talking about that ladder match on AEW. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Tag team title match. <laughs> Dakota Kai. Adam Pierce, you raggedy bitch. Giant Gonzalez <laughs> lose to Shayna and Nia because Adam Pierce, who is not an authority figure on NXT because they have a general manager, brings out a main roster referee, not even an NXT referee, and has him officiate a match after the NXT referee is knocked out, in which the illegal participant in the match loses the match. Dakota Kai loses the match, but she is not legal. Um, I guess the question here is, is it, like wiggle room to like make Kai and Gonzalez still look strong in defeat and they're not going to circle back to this and maybe they get their own tag titles or maybe that's yes. it. That's exactly that, what's happened. That's the rumor is the major announcement. So we had William Regal and Adam Pierce arguing and Regal said that he will make an announcement next week that will change the landscape of NXT. And the rumor is we are going to get NXT women's tag team titles. And I have had and heard a lot of, People saying, what is the point of that? The tag team titles already go between three brands. They don't need it. But but, but do they, though? That was they my don't. point. You rarely see them on NXT, except for recently because of this specific story. And my thing is, you actually have a decent NXT women's tag team roster that you don't have on the main roster. And they're fucking up those tag team titles up there. So why not give NXT their own shit and let them run with their own shit and do something with the women's tag division? Because putting those titles on Gonzalez and Kai and then sending them up to wrestle on raw or SmackDown is only going to hurt Kai and Gonzalez. And it's only, it, it's not going to make that. It's not going to benefit better. Yeah. It's not going to benefit books. the other women's tag teams in NXT. If they leave with the championships and just go roam around doing mm-hmm. nothing because they don't have anybody to face over there, you might as well just give them their own tag titles. Cause they, because the only other option is them defending the titles down in NXT mm-hmm. and never defending them on the main roster anyway. And then that's kind of like the reverse problem we have now. Yeah. Seeing what Triple H did with the NXT tag team division, which clearly Vince doesn't, not Vince Delgado, not Daddy Delgado, Vince McMahon clearly puts no effort to in on the main roster for his men. He had been putting effort in that tag division for a while, though. Yeah. So yeah. let Triple H do something down oh. here with them tag belts. 
All I know is I would be thrilled to see Miss Pardon My Back show up on Monday Night Raw. And I saw this on Twitter. She needs to show up there, bring Adam, Adam Pierce's ass up to the ring, and headbutt him the way Braun Strowman did. Because at least she got a strong case for giving him the fucking business. Because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that, that was some bullshit. So if anybody should show up and, you know, assault Adam Pierce on national TV, it should be her. And I'm all for it. It needs to happen. And that's the other thing is if they hey, actually can't had she get punished for it because she can't get punished for it if she do that honestly nope nope my not, thing is not his jurisdiction if yeah. they wanted to put the tag team titles on talent for um, NXT they would have done it or they would be building a story to do it at WrestleMania or Fastlane between these two but clearly it sounds like we're gonna get new tag team titles so Vince doesn't even have interest in putting main roster titles on NXT talent that he hasn't specifically selected that he wants yeah. to bring up. And if he did, he's just going to pull them up anyway. And do we really want to lose Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez no. to the main roster where Dakota Kai is going to do jack shit? Cause they ain't going to use her. We, we have Raquel maybe seen, but not Dakota. Well, we haven't even seen Raquel hit the apex yet on, on NXT. She's no. just on her way there. So we got to complete that journey before we even talk about main roster. Before even going to main roster, I still want to see the blow off between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. We still need to see that feud develop and like take off. Right. Like that, that's untapped potential right there. Honestly, like it's the right move because the NXT women's division alone has more credible tight teams or more tight teams in general than Ron Smithan put together. If you sit here and we actually start counting tight teams, NXT has more tight teams. Even people that aren't necessarily a tight team but have association with each other, just like the ways in the Hartwell and Candice LeRae, they could use the tag titles to put the gold on them without necessarily putting the main women's title on Candice and still having it on a Tony Storm or an Io Shirai or some other person. Listen. Now, like... Someone like a Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, who week after week, I'm starting to see I need them as the tag team champion. Like, I, I need them champions. How dope would it be if they rolled down on that fucking tank with the title belts? Yeah, no, I've been saying that. That that, that sounds really familiar. Um, and I was that's I was going to get to that point. I need more from Shotzi and Ember. I need Shotzi and Ember hanging out, blowing shit up with tanks. I need vignettes and backstage segments and shit. Like what they did with Shotzi when she was building her team for war games. I need mm-hmm. to see those two hanging out doing stuff like you have with the way. Give me some fun, entertaining shit with them. Build that tag team up because they look dope as fuck. Ember is one of the best between the war ropes women we have. Shotzi's got all the personality in the world to carry that mm-hmm. team in that aspect. And they actually just fucking work together. Like seeing them together, they fucking fit. So yeah, give me more. I need more of that. For sure. I'm down for it. I think it's a definite must. You spin or swallow, Vince? I always swallow NXT. When's, have, I, have I ever spat an NXT episode? I don't think I ever have. No, no, not yet. No, I don't think we'll ever see that. I, I, I saved TC for last so that he has a chance to just say same. So, uh, Reek, spit or swallow? Uh that that's a swallow for me. Uh, NXT is rarely ever missed for me. It's usually hit, so I'm iron on the side of hit. TC, Dang. we have two big title matches next week, and it'll, it'll be next week. I will say, I felt like this week was going to be a lot bigger than it was, and now they've kind of built next week to be the big week. So yeah. uh, I'm excited oh for my next God. week. Uh, I'm going to swallow this week as well. 
Um, I, I mean, we can get into Monday Night Raw, but I think we really only need to talk about one thing from Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, so Davis and Drew. Oh, I guess two things. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that other thing that happened. Too. So oh, we, got, we got a Drew promo. Uh, Miz tries to put some spin on what's happening and ask Drew to work with him. Like, hey, come come hang out with us, work with us. MVP comes out because he's scared of Bobby. He knows he's got that title defense against Bobby's. He's trying to run. Um, MVP comes out, says the match is going to be at the top of the hour. And then Sheamus threatens to hurt Drew. And we get Drew versus Sheamus in a fucking war. These two beat the shit out of each other. And I would watch this at WrestleMania. I would watch this at Royal Rumble. I would watch this in Hell in a Cell. I would watch this anywhere. These two tore it down, Mr. Daddy Delgado. Mid at best. You know what? Like, this, this train has gone off the rails. I only simply meant to say that I don't look forward to Sheamus matches. With a good story, with the right motivation, anyone can give me a must-see match. Sheamus versus Drew has a story for me to want to watch it, to want to see it. And yes, that would that would be something I'd be okay to watch at WrestleMania, whether it's for the title or not. However, more times than not, I am not running for the TV screen to watch a Sheamus match. And this week didn't change that at all? Because you could have had this match with zero story, and it would have been just as entertaining. They it's beat okay. the shit out of each other. It's okay. Because you know what? You know what? Seamus is listening to you, Vince. Seamus is hearing all this shit you're talking, okay? So it's going to yeah. keep getting better. So I'm, 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 I'm going to lean back. I'm going to let you live now. I'm not you even know, talking shit. Yeah, I'm just giving my own personal take on the man. I don't hate Seamus. I don't dislike Seamus. I've just never looked forward to any of his fucking work outside of his stuff with the bar. And I'm talking about singles, uh, singles work, Seamus. I've just never been into his matches or any of his programs. And now here he is week after week, dick slapping you in the face with banger matches to prove you wrong. Hey, you know what? You you know what? I'm saying he's he's on a roll right now. He's on a roll. But honestly, I still don't care about the matches. Like the match was dope when I see it in like it's kind of like a match by match basis. But nine times out of ten, I don't give a fuck about what she's doing. We hear this phrase a lot in professional sports bulletin board material. You provide it weekly, sir. So just, okay. just, just, do, just, just do you. Just do you. I'm going to let you live, bro. Because this is going to be good. This is going to keep getting better. So it's all right. It is okay. We're going we're gonna to roll accept, through the rest. I accept your mid, your mid mentality. I accept it. Famous should come out with his shirts that says mid at best, and then I'd fucking, I, I'd fucking oh, give man. him all the person in the world. If he comes out with a shirt oh, mid at best, we know he watches the show. <laughs> do you think what a maneuver like do you think i could you know what i don't even need to do that i just need a picture of his boot we should make a back in a raw mid at best t-shirt that is just a picture of vince's face and seamus's boot bro kicking him in the face with <laughs> best across the top. That's oh my god is. i don't even need seamus's likeness i'll just put a boot in there booting you in the face That's a- that's gonna sell out because I'm gonna buy like a hundred. <laughs> uh, we had Naomi. Some we had Naomi <laughs> lose to Nia Jax in a singles match. Um, throughout the show, this was the thread throughout the show that really kept me hooked. Was Miz weaseling his way out of his match with Bobby Lashley? So they said it's gonna be yes. at the top of the hour. Miz had the stomach flu. Bobby wasn't having that shit. Put hands on him. 
They said, all right, if we're not going to do it at the top of the hour, we'll do it the next hour. Can can people stop being so just like quick to, to react to stuff? Because I've seen people just mad. It's like, wow, this is how they're treating Bobby off of Black History Month. I was like, bro, calm down. Like, we still got a whole, oh. whole rest of the show left. Wait like, till you the thought they were just going to like burn this in the first hour? No. I, I if anything, it, I it, felt it, like all the, all the shenanigans added to the moment. It was kind of like a Ooh. moment of satisfaction to be like, yeah. Finally, yeah. I put this yeah. one. You know, someone likened it to uh to fucking Napa. Just this, no, no. But fuck was it? Fuck was it? It was like this, like um, uh, like parody, like Dragon Ball thing. And it was uh, it was uh, Bobby Lashley kind of like as uh, Jiren, and then uh, Miss was taking the role of Yamcha in the ditch after he gets exploded by the Cyberman. So it was literally oh. just like the most perfect thing. He literally Miss got Yamcha. Uh, on Raw by Bobby Lashley. That's the best thing you, for you, you uh, that, right that's the, the best time. thing on the show. You were right the first time with Napa, not Jiren. No, it wasn't Napa. Jiren. No, it wasn't Napa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiren yeah. was not there for Cyberman. That was no, no, no. I, like, I'm, I'll, I'll find the picture and I'll send it to y'all. Yeah. But like, I wasn't sure if they were trying to parody uh, Bobby as as a Napa or as Jiren. I don't know. They were both bald. They were both pretty OP when they were introduced to the show. So fair enough. Um, this is where they lost me. So we got Braun out here mad, spouting off about conspiracies, blah, 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 blah. Shane comes down, says he's been taking some business courses on conflict resolution. So what we're going to do is we're going to give Braun and Adam Pierce tag team title shot against the Hurt Business. And uh, Braun basically says, all right, fine. If it's for the titles, cool. But Pe- Adam Pierce, if we lose this match, I'm going to fuck you up. And of course they lose because Shane makes Braun tag Adam Pearson after Braun basically beats the hurt business by him, damn by his damn self. Like, which we've seen him do before. He ran through the tag division once by himself, did it again. Braun's pissed and he's mad at Shane. And this is leading to Braun versus Shane. And I could not give two shits about, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do some fun, cool, crazy shit where Shane jumps off of the fucking crow's nest of the ship and does a fucking 450 splash that no one saw coming or some weird shit, but, like, I don't give a shit about Braun versus Shane. Oh, that's, that's that, what that, Kevin Owens. I'm about to say, yeah, that, that's KO's gig right I'll now. Taking Shane going to have to jump off the fucking bleachers or something to wrap. <laughs> like, right, jump off the Thunderdome screens or something, man. Right. Oh, it's not in the Thunderdome, but you know what I mean. Find something else to jump off of. Uh, Elias has a proposition for Bad Bunny, which Vince, you missed one of the times you cut out. TC put over Bad Bunny for showing up every week, doing his thing, earned his respect. So Elias is like, hey, listen, we should collaborate. You know, I got snubbed for a Grammy. I'm one of the hottest selling artists ever. You're one of the hottest selling artists ever. Let's do it. And Bad Bunny's like, "Uh, no, I'm good. Um, And then he loses the priest. So Damian Priest beats him. I, I want to say it was way too fucking long. It was too fucking <laughs> long. Damien Priest should have not struggled that much against Elias. But I want to say this. This isn't just a Bad Bunny fan in me. I just want to just piggyback off of what I didn't hear TC say, which I'm sure was wonderful. But I I love the fact that he's coming in and it's not making it about himself. Not only is he there every week, he's helping to elevate Damien Priest. He's helping Priest. put somebody else over. Yeah, he's putting... A, 
he's he's always in the background of Damian Priest, and he's always putting him over. He's always making him look good by association. Him being associated with Bad Bunny week after week after week, making him feel like a bigger star than he was even in the NXT. I could see this well, man being like a fucking U.S. champion sometime down the line. Like, and being like a legit guy that can slowly make the rise up to the world title picture, whether he wants the title or not, is a different debate. But he feels like a big time star now. As long as he stops it, shooting I, I will arrows say. like an idiot. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be sooner than later because, like, all the reports that have come out in the last couple of weeks have been that everyone backstage, upper management included, they are very impressed with Damian Priest. They like him. And I think that's why he's getting these longer matches that he really doesn't need is because they want to see the full body of work because they really like what they're getting from him. And obviously, you know, the exposure with Bad Bunny is even helping even more. And whatever they plan on doing at WrestleMania, I guess a tag team match between them, it's like it's it's all the kind of, you know, obviously, you know, you bring more attention and we got Bad Bunny in, but it's kind of, you know, raising him up, raising his stock up some more. So I want, I want probably Damian will Priest. See him. I want Damian Priest to stop with the arrow stuff, the Archer of Infamy bullcrap. Go back to being in hot tubs with hot babes after you won the title. I want to see, like, Playboy Damian Priest with Bad Bunny. You know, I that's what I want to see. I want to see Party Boy Damian Priest lean into that shit. Who, who do y'all think pitched Bad Bunny to Vince the first time? Like, who do you think it was that, that put it in his ear and he said, damn it, this is brilliant. You know what it was? I don't think that I, I don't I don't know if they went ahead and just uh, pitched Bad Bunny. I think there's like, oh, you know, there's this. Uh, it probably was Triple H or someone saying like, hey, you know, there's this big selling artist out there, and he made a song with Booger T and was in the music video and showed him the music video. Vince was probably like, oh, this is terrible. I don't get why they like it, but Booker's in there, and it's gonna get exposure. See if we can get him type, of, and I think that was the connection—the fact that Booker he made a song called Booker T, and then featured uh, GI Bro in there, aka Booker T, and then just one thing led to another, and turns out he's a big major wrestling fan, so he jumped at the opportunity, and he's been here every fucking week. I'm gonna go with a wild card and say either Bruce Pritchard or Paul Heyman. I'm gonna say it was James. My Pritchard. good sir, we have this amazing, this incredible. Top selling music artist. You can look, he's he's won Grammy, sir. And call him Bad Bunny. <laughs> and you need to get him for the Royal Rumble, sir. Can you imagine the millions of views you can get. That's my Paul Heyman impression. No, I'm you know what? Him. It wasn't Heyman because we know that anybody that Paul Heyman is high on Vince just trashes. So well, that's not necessarily no. unless Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's learned that and he's like, man, you know what would be terrible? You you hear that awful Booker T song that this guy did about one of our <laughs> Hall of Famers, you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Like unless unless Vince negged the fuck or I'm or sorry, maybe it was Booker negged the fuck out of him, and then Vince is like, well, if Paul doesn't like it, this will be fantastic. Let's do that. Yeah, it could have been Booker. Could have been Dave. Like, and this dog, I got, I did this song with Bad Bunny, dog. <laughs> I mean, even Damian Priest do go back. Damian Priest could have plugged it and been like, "Hey, Vince, this guy, look at these YouTube videos." Like, but does me. Damian Priest have the stroke to? Plug they do it. say Vince respects guys who just go in the locker room and pitch shit. They, yeah, but Vince doesn't Vince respect Priest that. Right me as the guy that would do that. Bad Bunny. Uh... 
and we need to get him for the WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, we got The Miz finally getting his match against Bobby Lashley. And before the match, he tries to sell Bobby Lashley on waiting till WrestleMania and how big of a match this would be at WrestleMania. And when Bobby's like, no, fuck that, bell rings, Miz jumps out of the ring, grabs his belt, runs away. Bobby Lashley wins by count out and just stands there and watches just angry and (laughs) dumbstruck, like the fuck. That was probably the thing that made him look the worst. It's like, bro, go chase after him at least. Right. You, know? you just let him take off. I like, think it's bro. more so like I, I I can sell the fact that like this dude is in disbelief, but I think after the fact, have him chase after him, but he did stay in the ring. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I, I get it. I, I wasn't I wasn't mad at it. It's 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 this is his character. This is no, it's this is nitpicking, but it was all great work. Like the Miz is fucking great. I yeah. swear, I love that. I expected that um, And and like like we mentioned, it, it, it helped add to the moment. <laughs> exactly because at that point, MVP stumbles across Shane, and Shane's like, "All right, I will consider stripping the Miz of the title and awarding it to Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley did win the match. If the Miz does not show up to properly." defend his title uh in the main event and the Miz even tries to weasel out of that and and, and his long-term booking in the sense is like I, it, I i kind of get happy to see some continuity in wwe whenever they want to do it whenever they want to actually have some continuity because of course shane is gonna fuck Miz over yeah of course he is like why wouldn't he like yeah he forgot um yeah. Charlotte plans to face Asuka at Mania. Nia and Shayna have other plans. Charlotte defeats Shayna. Anyone really want to see Asuka versus Charlotte at WrestleMania again? No, I know. But if if Asuka is going to lose again, no. If Charlotte's going to put over Asuka this time, then yes. But also, too, look at the roster. There's literally no one else. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, Retribution loses to the Lucha House Party and Riddle, Ali's pissed, says he's going to show them how it's done. So he challenges Matt Riddle to a match and uh, Matt Riddle loses to Ali, which was the highlight of this whole segment, even though they did a weird botched top rope fucking backstabber that just did not go well to close out the match. Hey, they, they, they. They they did good. They did good to cover that up because it looked like a funky ass move that people like he meant to do that, so it didn't look yeah. that bad in the end. <laughs> Fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, our main event. Miz reluctantly accepts his match, goes on a little rant about all of the things that he does and why he should be champion and why this isn't fair and how he technically won. Doesn't matter. There is a stipulation, and it is a lumberjack match, so that the Miz cannot run away. <laughs> Finally, after all of these years, after being Donald Trump's chosen avatar at WrestleMania and all of the bullshit this man has been through, your new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Love to see her. Love to see her. Man, that's, that's three. We got three. We got three. Y'all need more. We, we need more. We need we a need. lot more. But we got three. The black evolution. I, I didn't think. I didn't think two years ago we would have even two. 
but we got three now. The Black Evolution prophecy is complete. Came to pass as I predicted when this, this group came together, and I, I said I saw the I saw the similarities. I saw what it could be. I said, man, they got to go for it. They got to get them all. They got to get the tag team belts. They got to get the world belt. You know what I'm saying? They they had the, the U.S. title, but I knew you know. They get it off him. They gotta, you know, some find a way. They did it. Maybe, uh, you know, he maybe didn't, he get a new. Uh, maybe they can get a new recruit to get that U.S. title off a uh, riddle. Maybe, uh, maybe they can get that one. Maybe they can get that women's yeah. championship too. I'm looking at mm. yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking at some, get some glow uh, with that hurt. Yeah, I like that. But um, no, like, <laughs> this was, this was everything it was supposed to be. Like this was this was the end game. From the beginning, and shout out to MVP. We had our awards and everything like that. I had Paul Heyman just kind of edging out MVP last year, not this year. I don't give a damn what Paul Heyman does from now to the end of 2021. MVP is the manager of the year, hands down. And we need to go in the Hall of Fame too. I saw, I saw somebody that, say, that MVP for Hall of Fame. He needs to go into the Hall of Fame, just let alone for this last run that he's had with the company, just what he's done like promo wise with the hurt business for Bobby Lashley, they completely turned a 180 with him. And I loved how there was a long story told where they, when MVP tried to recruit Bobby Lashley, like once the last time you had a WWE title match, I'll tell you when I, uh, that was around the time when I was starting in the business, I left, I came, you're still here. Nothing's, nothing's changed. Are you still champion? No. Like, what are you doing? And they, and, for nothing else, getting rid of the Lana Lashley's uh, storyline, D- that alone deserves Hall of Fame contention. I'm just honestly very happy for this because I grew up watching SmackDown. I saw Bobby Lashley debut, just be a monster of a man, and then I was also a fan of the EC- the, the WWECW version, and he was a, a monster there. He was the beast, the freaking beast. And him versus John Cena, I thought he should have gotten tied off of John Cena at one point. I really felt like he, I really felt like he was going to get that title way back when. And then yeah. being the TNA Impact guy that I am and see him kill it over there and come over here and now he's champion here. Oh, it's so satisfying. So satisfying to see that man. Hell yeah, Bell Collector. Oh, Bell Collector, Bobby Lashley was one of the best things ever. Best things ever. He actually did the Triple H title belt beam like on Impact. He fucking actually did it. The only thing he was missing was the knockout title, I, I believe him, if I'm not mistaken. He literally had every fucking title. And hey. on top of this, sorry, sorry, last point. <laughs> he, he was, I think, on Corey Grace's podcast, and he said, or I don't remember what podcast he was. It's like, before that, there was no way that this match was going to happen. I don't have anything he wants. I have something now that he wants, referring to Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Drew. I love you. You did well getting us through this pandemic era of WWE, step aside, let Lashley beat you at WrestleMania, and give me Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam for the title with Lashley going over. I've been wanting that match forever. Give it to me. I just want to... Go ahead. The the real nugget of this is, it's long-term booking again. Because MVP said... Way back in the summer, people, a lot of people wanted to forget. He said, listen, when that WWE title gets taken off you, I will play a direct role in that result. He went back <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. 
I love it. Told them like, yo, listen, Latch is gonna go fuck him up after the elimination chamber. You go cash in, and we gonna make a deal after that. Okay, cool. He did that. Came out there, Bobby racked up Drew, cashed in, boom. That's just where we are. So I mean, who said they don't do long term booking? What you got, TC? All right. <clears throat> All right, man. So I just want to say, man, uh, December 2019. Uh, I, th- this is a picture that I took of MVP. A little clear. So I took this picture of MVP. I saw him. He wrestling in front of about 150, 200 people maybe in a warehouse. Uh, the date was December 13th, 2019. Uh, about 40 or so days later, he's at the Royal Rumble. And now he's managing the WWE champion. Bobby Lashley, December 2019. December 30th, 2019 to be exact. I loved it, but that segment, the wedding with Lana, that happened. So to see where these two guys have come from December 2019 to March 2021, like I'm proud. Uh I'm always proud to see a black man win a world championship. Like Rich Swan won the Impact title uh, back in October, and that was that was incredible and for me. about two black world champions because now yes. Moose Moose is recognized as an official world champion. Is he? Is he officially? Yeah, like they, yeah, right. they, yeah. Is the TNA yeah, title like, sanctioned now for real? Yeah, 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 sanctioned. So yeah, so he's he's the TNA champion. So he's they have. This is my first time hearing it is here live really? on, on, on really? the Smack and the Raw podcast. Bro, this I think this is like a week ago. Yeah, I, I did not know. I had no idea. He's a little That's behind. That's when the leads are. A little bit. Holy shit! It is February twenty third. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Then we got two black world champions in Impact: Moose and uh, and Rich Swan. You know, we have Bobby Lashley held the Impact Championship as well. So, Bobby Lashley joins Kofi Kingston and The Rock as uh, the only black WWE champions. No, Booker T and Mark Henry do not count. Booker T and Mark Henry never held this championship. I I understand wanting to mention them, but we do mention them as well. Uh, No, Mark Henry was not a WCW champion. He just held the same physical belt. It's not the same thing. It's different lineage here. So that's why we don't mention Booker T and Mark Henry when we talking about Kofi and The Rock and Booker T. That's just how this works. Okay, uh, quick, uh, quick question here, just because you know it just came came to my head, and I've been wondering this for a while. Who's who's next? Who's the next guy? Is it Keith Lee? Biggie. Okay, Biggie. Gotta be Biggie. Biggie. Keith Lee, I think will come. And also, I don't want to forget the women either. Like shout out to Sasha, Naomi, Bianca, looking like she's the next one coming up too. Yeah, definitely. But, but I feel like it's easier men, for the women's division. I feel like the men have a it little is. bit more uphill uh, battle for that. Yeah. Um, would it mean the same if they win the universal title and not the WWE title? Is that the same conversation that we just had about the world title? Well, I'd say it would mean more. I've, I've only seen a black man. I'm sorry, Matt. No, uh, I, I've only seen a black man win uh, the WWE championship for the first time twice. It was Kofi and, and Bobby Lashley. Like the Rock, I, I didn't see when the Rock won it at Survivor Series, but uh, I've seen the Rock win it several other times. But it just didn't have that that grasp with me. Like when Mark Henry won it, it had that grasp on me. Um, 
when when Booker T won it at the Great American Bash, it had that grasp on me because like, I get to see this happen. And I didn't really get to see that a lot growing up. And now that I'm an adult, I'm seeing it more often now. And it's just, it, it hits every single time. Like when Kofi won at Mania, we knew he was going to win. When Bobby Lashley won, we knew he was going to win. But it still hit, though. Like it's still so. So to answer your question, who's next? Uh, I'm looking at Biggie. Uh, Keith Lee is is also up there, and uh, I, I see I see uh, you know I see the guy we put over all the time. I see Chris Bay at, at one point in time possibly winning that Impact Championship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I say and, I say Biggie because it seems like they kind of cooled off from Keith Lee a little bit. I don't know why, but well, he's hurt, so. We'll, see. well, also, also too, like I was referring to the WWE title, so like on this Biggie, oh, that one? Over the rock. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so. Biggie still. So, yeah. Okay. This is why I'm glad we have this relationship with you guys, because Vince and I could come on here and we could talk about how cool it was to see Bobby Lashley win the title, but obviously, for you guys, representation matters, and it means so much more to you guys, because I've seen thousands of white guys win titles throughout my wrestling career. All of the time, as you said, twice in your life, you have seen live in person, well, not in person, but firsthand. I did. I did. Them win. He, he, saw, he saw Kofi in person. I, I saw Kofi and shared so. real tears. This means a lot. Representation means a lot. The fact that WWE is embracing representation. I cried when Bobby won because I went and watched it back. And like, I know, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, pardon me, Matt, but when I saw... When Bobby Lashley hit that spine buster on the Miz, and I saw Matt Riddle's reaction, and it was genuine. He was genuine, like he went and just like jumped up. He sat on the barrier, and so when I saw that, and then I, I seen they handed the title to Bobby, I just like I was hyped because like even though, like I said, I don't want to talk up, you know, Matt. I know you feel. I don't want to talk about <laughs> Matt Riddle, but just as just disregard that it was Matt Riddle, but recognize it was a wrestler watching his colleague win the top prize and seeing that reaction from them and just knowing like they're fans too and they're fans of each other. So like seeing that, it just, it, it goosebumps, man. Like every yeah. time I see wrestlers react, when I saw MVP and Shad reacting to Kofi winning, like goosebumps. Cause like see, seeing that and see how other people feel about it is just, it's, it's dope. So that it, it got and, and, I had I had it got. And the talk is like like Vince wanted that atmosphere too. He wanted everybody to be like you know up for it and happy for because you know people don't remember Vince wanted to push Bobby like, Lashley from day one way back it in made, 506. Yeah, it, it made zero sense for mm-hmm. Riddle, Braun Strowman, and Retribution to be out there, but yeah, it added to the moment though. Yeah, he wanted that. You know, mm-hmm. way back when you know he saw this guy that he wanted to push to the moon the second he saw him, but you know his character didn't you know, gel as well as the wrestling did and it just didn't work out. But this is what he wanted. It, it took, you know, X amount of years, but he got here. So he wanted it to be a big moment for him right there. I think well, Bobby even said that when he went through the curtain, Vince up, went up to him and told him he's proud of him, which yeah. that's big. Yeah. I think we I can think all the hurt business is baby now. I th- oh, yeah. <laughs> no I think we can all agree we're swallowing Monday Night Raw. It's the best episode of Monday Night Raw since the last best episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Would we all agree that due to what happened and the great thread that they told throughout the 
show to get there that Raw was the best show of the week? Absolutely. Yeah. No, no question asked. Yeah, yeah. That, that best show ever. All right. As per the Smack and Raw podcast, joined by Young Kings Wrestling, Monday Night Raw is your best show of the week because we have a great story told throughout the show and a new, and I can't say this enough, new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. I need to I need to check the tracking on my heart business shirt. <laughs> I got mine. While you while oh, uh, while you're checking the tracking on your hurt business shirt, uh, why don't you plug your socials? Let everyone know where they can find Young Kings Wrestling. If for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast and haven't t- gone to check them out yet, I don't know what the fuck what the problem is. Go we do plug it them every week. Every week we plug them. So yeah, let them know where they can find you in case they don't. Yeah, know. you can find us at the. Uh, uh, not gonna get you can find us uh my two platform. Uh you can find us uh, on Twitter at YK Wrestling, on Facebook at YK Wrestling, on Instagram at YK Wrestling underscore because they want to be you know on some bullshit, but we still working diligently to get that back, man. Because you know, I had some connects with some wrestlers on there and I need that back. All right. I need that back because you know, I need that back. I just need it back. I need it back. Come on, Instagram, Facebook. What you doing? <laughs> I'm about but, to. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna try to contact Facebook after we get off this call. Right. See. See if they can help us I'm, out. I'm gonna stop you, TC, because I know, like, on your show, you'll say, "All right, we're gonna do our socials," and then we got like ten more minutes of discussion. But also, Reek's <laughs> got to get to work. So, Reek, where can they find you and tell them about the Havoc Hour and anything new you got coming out with the Havoc Hour? All right. Yes, so, that's right. So y'all can find me at Reek Havoc 24 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, yeah, like you said, go check out the Havoc Hour on uh, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. I am working on some stuff since it is All-Star Weekend. I'm looking to do a show anywhere between the next two days, Sunday or Monday. So, Mr. Delgado, I will be contacting you about that as well as Mr. T.C. Fontaine. So keep it locked for that and go check out what content we've got on there so far. And you had me on there. I'm roasting Adam Silver the whole time. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone you see here has been on the Havoc Hours, so go check that out as well. Vince? Uh, I'm going to try to get Rick uh, to work fast. Follow me at SES Vince, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else. Go ahead and follow the show's Instagram page at Smackin' the Raw Pod. We're going to be posting memes and whenever a new episode drops. So go ahead and check that shit out. And as you guys know, you guys can find me at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. And also Smackin' the Raw Pod on Twitter. Please go get those numbers up because they're just sitting at like 130. And I don't know why the fuck we have all these listeners, but no one's going to follow me. So go follow me over there. How do I have 4,000 on my personal Twitter and 138 on the backup? Like we we need to fix that, so fix that. Um, Kings wrestling follows them. They do. At that person's Twitter, we have our link tree where you guys can find us on YouTube. Now back on Pornhub, ladies and gentlemen. So excited! Real quick, quick, man. I I I never mentioned this before. Like the the speed with which you you do the the intro and the the the, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I don't know how you do that shit with such ease, but have you ever worked as an auctioneer? No, I can I can tell for a fact that your wife is a happy woman. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I, I already know. I already fucking know. Yeah, he's the lyricist down there. 
You guys can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash smack and a raw, facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash group slash super flash hero of tomorrow. And please go follow the creation world on Twitter and Instagram. That is T H E C R E A T I A world on both Twitter and Instagram for Young Kings Wrestling, the Thespian TC Fontaine, Rick Flair, Woo! and Danny <laughs> Delgado, Vince Delgado, my co host, who fought. Yo, yo, yo. The entire fucking internet, this whole show, just to be here with us. I didn't even get to say Daddy's home. I didn't even get to say Daddy's home at the intro. I started the intro last week, and I didn't, couldn't even do two weeks in a row. I'm so upset. Your shit was fucking up. Come back next week better. Reset that router before we do shit. We'll be good to go. Yeah, for sure. For Young Kings Wrestling and the Smackin' Raw podcast, we are the Smackin' Raw podcast, and we are now the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. We back. Gone. <laughs>